Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. It's been a little bit since we were last live. I think it was last week sometime. What was it last Wednesday, last Thursday for our classic special, which people are still hitting me up about, on the definition of love. If you missed that show, you know, if you never listened to another episode of the Daydon Tolbert Show again, that's one show that you absolutely need to hear because we went into what love is, what it's not what it's intended to be from a biblical spiritual perspective what it what we often see in today's society from a from a worldly perspective as far as how it's distorted and you know as far as friends with benefits and jump off situations and just everything that you don't want in a relationship we talked about what to what to aspire to have so can't say enough about that particular show a lot of lives were affected a lot of lives were changed just from listening into that particular show one of the most informative as well as entertaining shows that we've done in in quite some time. Tonight, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Interestingly enough, talk about the opposite. You know, we're going to be talking about betrayal tonight. And it's funny. You know, we've been talking about a lot of uh, upcoming shows that I plan on doing, and we still will do. But I was, uh, and this just hit me last night, actually, Sunday night, actually, it was, where, uh, actually, no, last night, my wife and I were watching uh, the new ABC uh, drama by that name, Betrayal. And uh, it, it was – we've done a couple of shows, and we've talked a lot about why men cheat, why women cheat, cheating as a whole. We did a classic show on Tyler Perry's new movie, Temptation, and, and, and you know where cheating comes from, why it originates, how it often plays out, which was very a very good show. Definitely check that out if you missed it. But, you know, so I'm watching the show, and, I, you know, it was just really burning me up because it's a good show, and but it, it shows from – you know, from the beginning, how cheating starts. Like, you get to see, you know, if you guys saw it, you, you got a chance to witness how, you know, she's married, she meets the guy, and, and how everything just unfolds step by step by step. And it's, it was very accurate, actually. And and so I want to help uh, a lot of people, male and female, tonight, you know, avoid those types of situations, avoid temptation. And, and also we want to talk about, generally speaking, it, you know, in relationships, in dating situations, what is okay? What's okay? What's not okay? What is cheating? What's not cheating? A lot of times there's a lot of cheating going on, a lot of betrayals going on, but people are, 
you know, masking it, disguising it as something else, as an innocent friendship, just flirting. But a lot of stuff really isn't cool. And and I know in today's society, when you know, when men and women are are concerned, there's often two totally different perspectives. Like, you know, Courtney could be doing something that I, that she doesn't think is a problem, but I might think is a huge problem. You know what I mean? In relationships, that often leads to, um, you know, an, a big breakup, a blowout. You know, be, you know, because we 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 here on this show, we like to avoid uh, uncomfortable circumstances and situations as as often as possible. So, feel free to call in live tonight six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one in your keypad, and obviously we're gonna have a lot of other things to talk about. A lot of big events, a lot of uh, things in the news over the last week or so. Courtney is with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on with you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am excellent. We got some big, big, um, some things in the works. You guys know, uh, obviously, with Tolbert Relationship Counseling, with this show, you know, there's a lot to this conglomerate that, that you, you know, you see every night here. You know, we do a lot. But we're going to be adding, uh, hopefully adding another uh, division to TRC, um, Tolbert Relationship Counseling. So I, I just want to, I'm not going to, you know, put it out there, but just understand there's some really big things coming and um you know that are going to be beneficial to uh to people in a lot of different areas. So, but Courtney, how was your uh your birthday weekend? You had a birthday over the week. I did. I did. Um it was okay. You know, I was coming down with something so I wasn't, you know, feeling so great. Um but at the same time, I couldn't really complain because God blessed me with another year and so I am happy about that and I'm happy to say that I feel much better. So, um, so yeah, I'll be celebrating this upcoming weekend. Oh, so you said you just go a while out. You didn't get a chance to go out and party and all that stuff. So you gonna get that in this week? Okay, I get it. That's cool, cool, Courtney. Don't play Look, me. I, all right, that's what's up. Here we go. Let I want to jump into it tonight because I don't want to be here all night. I prefer not to be here till twelve. You know, I know. You know, I'm, I apologize, but I'm just saying. But we do have a lot to. Uh, a lot to talk about on uh, on tonight. Courtney, 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 the government is shut down. You hear about this? I sure did. I did. And I, I feel actually bad for those that, um, you know, temporarily, you know, are out of work. Um, but, yeah, I did hear about it. Yeah, you know, I've been watching it, and, guys, you know, it's – I find this whole thing, just, you know, having the information that I have and the knowledge, I find a lot of this stuff just very funny because, you know, the government is very good at, you know, disguising a lot of things. I mean, if you noticed, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, we were literally on the brink of World War Three, you know, and so now... You know, which which was all over the news. Obama's approval rating had had really plummeted. A lot of people were not happy with the way that's going. So now what we see here is, you know, is is you don't hear anything about the war. There's n- absolutely no talk about the negotiations and the the conflict that's going on over the, uh, you know, overseas. All you pretty much hear about is the government uh, conflicts, and that is not a coincidence, guys. You know, it's it's I say it's funny. Because you just have to watch how the government, you know, really just plans certain things with the sole purpose of distraction. And so you just want to be aware of, you know, when you see some, you know, something in the news or something being a hot topic, then you all of a sudden don't hear about it anymore. Usually means that there's, it's, you know, that stuff doesn't just stop. 
You know, the world doesn't stop. The conflict hasn't stopped. It's just that we're not hearing about it. You know, kind of like when the whole Boston bombing situation happened. You know, there were a lot of laws that were passed as far as privacy goes. You know, this whole new iPhone thing, you know, with the fingerprints, the government has it, or Apple has admitted to sharing that information with the with the government, um, you know, as far as keeping records and things like that. These are all things that Obama has now made legal. You know, I, were you aware of that? Do you, I mean, like, this, this stuff is now okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have. But you know what? And I was thinking about that, like what you just said about this whole thing just being um, a distraction. And and I was thinking that, like, because I, I, I just thought it was kind of odd, you know, that all of a sudden it's just a shutdown. I was like, that's kind of weird. But, you know, given what we talk about all the time, I was like, something is going on behind the well, scenes. Here's the thing what I want to say about that. I wanted to briefly, some people had asked me to talk about Obamacare. Everybody was asked, a couple people asked me specifically, you know, had you have you ever talked about it? Somebody said you should do a show on it. I'm not doing a show on it. There's no need to. But one of the, I, I did post about it on Facebook, and I just wanted to elaborate on what it is that I said. I said, so let's force people to have health care, all right, that they may or may not be able to afford and then penalize them for not having what they didn't ask for to begin with, with an annual fee that they, a lot of, in many cases, can't afford to pay. I said all the while, making the government more money. And I, you know, put quotation marks around uh, government, you know, because it's not, you know. Is not necessarily the government that's getting that's getting rich, but a lot of their subsidiaries and buddies and, and friends and you know corporations and things like that. You know the you know what I mean. The people who benefit from these laws in many cases, but they're marketing it as as if it's designed to help people. You know, mm-hmm. and the government. You guys have to realize something. You know, the government is not and has not ever been and never will be designed to help the poor. It hasn't been that way since the, the inception of this country. You know what I mean? You go all the way back to, you know, I mean, to however far you want to go back. Slavery, I mean, you know, even after that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it was never designed for that. It's always been a business designed to make money, to keep the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. You know, that's how it's always been. That's how it always will be. And the only reason people are even thinking and have forgotten about the fact that that's how this country operates is only and solely because there's a black man in office. But, and I said online earlier that if this same type of thing, I mean, whether it's the war, whether it's this Obamacare, whether it's so many different things that Obama has done that specifically infringe upon the rights of Americans as as afforded to us by the Constitution, if any other president would have done the things that Barack Obama has done, it would be World War III. I'm talking about people would be rioting, people would want to be protesting, there would be tons of marches. If Bush, understand what I'm saying? If Bush would have done even half the things that Obama is currently doing. There would be all hell, you know, all hell would break loose. This, this, this whole, and I haven't even spoken about this now that I think about it. And there's so much I want to say about, it, but I'll just, you know, keep it short. But 
this Affordable Care Act, you know, if you want to, you know, whatever you want to call it, is is like I said, it's it's not something that they're just giving us. See, most people don't understand what it is. This is no different from insurance. Courtney, you know how if you get pulled over and you don't have insurance, then you get a ticket? Mm-hmm. In fact, they probably boot your, your car or tow your car. You're required to, it's a law to have insurance. Nobody says, wow, thank you for giving me insurance coverage. No, you have to pay for it. And if you don't pay for it, then you're penalized for not having it. This is the same thing. Guys, no, they're not marketing like that. No one's going to say it like that. But they're, ma- they're, they're basically taking something that was our choice and saying, okay, if you want health care, you can have it. If you don't, then you just don't have it. Now, if you, if you fall and break your leg, you're, you're in trouble. But you're, you know what I'm saying? That's your choice. Now, you don't have a choice. You have to have it. Now, there are a lot of poor people. I, I was watching this site. I was watching interviews with tons of people. There are like hundreds of people who are, who are poor who can't even afford to put food on their table, let alone pay for health care. And have, now, you know, it's not safe, but they've been managing, you know, without health care. So now they have to have it. Now they're going to be charged a set fee every year if they choose not to have it. And and there are, there are a lot of people, specifically in the black community, who are going to, ironically, the peop, the same people who this is supposed to be helping is is a large portion of that are people who are going to be hurt the worst from it. Because, see, when the rich people, you know, they already have health care through their jobs. You know, if they choose not to have it, which they probably won't, you know, I mean, even if they did, though, they, they could pay the $300 fine annually. But if you don't have health care, most likely you can't afford health care. And if you choose not to have it, you surely can't afford a, a big fee at the end of the year. And so a lot of people, and I'm not saying that it won't help some people. I'm not saying that the people who are covered under Medicaid won't benefit. Some people may find some benefit to it. But understand there's a large portion of people out here who do not want this law, can't afford this law, and it's an infringement upon our rights as Americans under the Constitution. The the government is getting larger and larger and larger and larger, you know, than it's ever been under the Obama administration. Whether it's privacy, you know, privacy laws and infringement and just things that are just we're now being forced to have that we didn't weren't forced to have before. So I just want to encourage everybody to really do some research. Really, you know, don't just find out information from the news and you know because they're going to slant it and tilt it based on what they want you to know. They're alternative forms of media. The Data on Talbert Show is an alternative form of media. There are all types of alternative forms of media out here. Don't just follow blindly what the government, who controls the media, wants you to to believe and to know and to, or to think you know. Court, any thoughts on that? Because I just want to touch on it briefly, but uh, we can keep it moving. Any thoughts, though, before we keep it, keep it moving? I, I mean, I just think that's amazing, um, you know, just everything that you said about Obamacare because I, I'll i be honest, like, I I didn't know that it was, it was like that. I, I thought that, um, you know, it was going to be, you know, it was going to help everyone and, you know, everyone will live happily ever after because of it. And um, it's just amazing just to hear, you know, everything about it. 
Right, and I would just encourage everybody to to research it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not I don't make this stuff up. But you really got to look at like, okay, what is it? You know what I mean? Like, what is this thing? It's, you know, people are benefiting from this. People are getting rich off this because so many people who they somebody let me just tell you real quick. Somebody had the bright idea and said, wait a minute. There's a whole group of people, poor people, you know, the middle class and lower class, much of the middle class and just about all the lower class, they're not paying, you know, they don't have money. These hospitals, these drug companies, they're not benefiting. There's billions of dollars to be made, well, you know, if they went to the doctor. Well, what if they don't want to go to the doctor? Well, we'll just make them go to the doctor. Well, how do you do that? Well, we'll pass a law that says you have to have you know, uh, health insurance. Well, who who's going to have health insurance and not use it? You know, nobody. I know if I'm paying for something, I'm going to use it. So annually, these hospitals that are government regulated, you know, these drug companies, so many different places that are that offer some form of health care are now going to be getting business that they weren't getting before. And if people say the heck with it, we're good, we're not we're still not going, like, and we'll charge you three hundred bucks a, a year. You know, and with you, you times that by everybody who doesn't have health care, the government is is making a ridiculous amount of money. And, again, it's the people, it's these corporations, it's their buddies, the same people who donated money and to Obama, he's now repaying them back. They're all getting the same. You guys got to research who these con- contributors are, you know, who who pays for these campaigns. It's a lot of the you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It might not be now, but as I'm getting ready to leave office in four years, I'll make something happen, and you'll get your money back. Just give me $50 million up front. That's how politics works, guys. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is how it works. There is no elections. It's selections. And it's amazing how these people put exactly what's going on in real life in, you know, into these fictional shows, and it's really crazy. So. Just just research this stuff. Nothing I've said tonight is incorrect. Nothing I've said tonight is, is, is a fallacy, you know, or anything crazy. Just research it for yourself and you'll see um, you know, how this stuff really works. But I don't even, like I said, I don't even want to talk about that all night. I just want to touch on it. A couple of people asked me to touch on it. Obviously the government is shut down, it's in the news, so you guys know how we do. We wanna, you know, offer you see what you see out there and then you tune in here and you hear the truth. You hear what's what's really going on. All right. Let's um let's keep it moving though. Tonight I want to talk about betrayal. All right, I'm still hyped from watching that show. Courtney, did you catch it at all? I know you you you're a late bloomer. You like to catch on stuff like years after. You probably catch betrayal like a couple years from now, right? I probably will. I that's one thing I can't argue with. Yeah, because I have sure <laughs> surely have not watched it. Give me about three years, we'll talk about it. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> now it, 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 don't worry about it. It actually just came on. The pilot was Sunday night. It's Sunday nights at nine or ten, I think nine. But yeah, check it out. A couple, a lot of good shows on uh, the new uh, Dylan McDermott show, Hostages. Cause I'm so sick of these reality shows. I told my wife, I'm like, look, we we, we this got to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like all, I have a limited amount of TV time as it is. I have my TV time and then I have our TV time. And my TV time, you know, I, I'm watching Lost and Prison Break and. Breaking Bad and, you know what I'm saying, like the great shows of all time, about to get into Sons of Anarchy, like, you know what I mean? That's my TV time. She's not into that. But when our TV time had, you know, basically, you know, <laughs> only consisted of reality shows as of late. I'm like, whoa. I was like, it was like, that's crazy. I had to, 
find some new shows. So we're in the hostages, and we're about to get into betrayal. Two two very interesting shows. One, betrayal we'll talk about on this evening. One one of the things though that you know I posted online over the weekend about just dating and relationships, and you know I see a lot of it. I said, ladies, okay, <laughs> you know you gotta if you if you want love. All right, and I try to be as delicate as possible with this, but I said, "What the heck, ladies?" I said, "Stop having sex and stop getting pregnant by men who don't want you and know that you have no future with." Okay, that's the that's because as we talk about betrayal, you know, you can't really be mad at a man who cheats when he didn't want to be with you in the first place, and and you knew he didn't want to be with you in the first place. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, cheating is wrong in any circumstance, but I'm just saying, if you know he doesn't really want to be there and his actions are indicating that he doesn't want to be there, can you really be surprised or even mad when he cheats? It's kind of like having the pet rattlesnake and being mad when he bites your nose off. I mean, can you? what can you say? You, you've been down to kiss a pet rattlesnake. It's probably not the best idea. You got into a dating situation or a relationship with a cheater, someone who already cheated on you in the past. He already betrayed you. But you decided to quote unquote forgive him as if he you, you know he was going to change. You decided to have a baby with someone who you weren't even in a relationship with, and then you wonder why he's still out there having sex. If he wanted to be with you, and if he wanted to be faithful to you, he would have committed to you, and it wouldn't have been a friends with benefits situation. At some point, ladies, you have to take responsibility for your circumstances and situations. Now that advice wasn't exclusive to the women, though, because I did say um, as in the second part of this status, I said, men, stop having sex with and making babies with women who you have no desire nor the means to take care of. Because that's, that's what these, uh, these deadbeat situations are. You have men who don't have any money. We talked the other night about the fake call center players, the men who need to grow a set, you know, get a job, take some responsibility. But those guys are out here trying to be these fake players and so they end up having sex with women, but then when they get the ba- when the baby comes, it's like, well, I'm only making twenty nine thousand dollars a year in the call center, so that money's for me. I need that money to continue doing my fake balling. I don't have five hundred, six hundred dollars a month to give you for child support, so I'm just gonna roll out. You know, and obviously that's not right. We talked a couple weeks ago about what the Bible says happens to deadbeat dads. It's you know how they go straight to hell. You know, it says they will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, which means you go to hell. So we, they're going to get theirs. But while they're here, before they get theirs in hell, you may want to ladies think about, hey, stop having sex with these guys. Any thoughts about that particular advice? Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. You know, I think we we do have to stop having sex with those men, um, especially and just really come to reality about, you know, come to terms with what's really going on. Um, you know, in regards to how that man feels about us. And then on the other side, you know, with the men, I mean, they do need to stop having sex with women that they don't have a future with. And then also stop relying on, you know, pulling out. That doesn't work. That's not an effective method. If you're going to have sex, then you need to protect yourself. You know, don't, you know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy to me how, um, you know, we really we play games with our lives, and I I was one of those people. Like I was playing Russian roulette with my life, and it's not worth it. It's not. Right, right. 
<laughs> don't get, don't get me started on the whole pulling out, Courtney. <laughs> you know, because that's a very stupid way of you know living your life. I mean, you know how it lays. You know, it is when somebody says, you know, let me stick the tip in, let me just get a taste, let me just let me if he let me just anything, <laughs> it's 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 a problem. You know, it's that's one of the reasons why the Bible speaks about fornication, and you know, it, it, like it does, you know, for the wages of sin are death. In many cases, it will be actual and literal death, whether it's HIV, whether it's you know a lot of different incurable diseases, you know. But in many cases, it's just the the emotional death that you suffer, you know, uh, mental anguish, you know, the the death of your dreams, the death of happiness, the death. Of the future plans that you had Living life with the man that God has for you But one way or another Whether it's physical or uh, Figurative You know, it, you know, however it is You know, it's for the wages Of sin or death You know, so it, it, You know, it is what it is, so that's something I, that I shared You know, hopefully that wasn't too Too harsh advice You know, a lot of times we live in this uh, uh, The sugar-coated society uh, The sugar-coated world where people are are allergic to realness, you know, whether it's the media, whether it's these books, whether it's, you know, movies. It's just, they don't even make real movies anymore. Have you noticed that? Back in the day, they used to make, you know, uh, what, Jungle Fever and, you know, Poetic Justice, Boys in the Mm -hmm. Hood, South Central, you know, Menace to Society, um, Malcolm X. I mean, what happened, like, even even Love Jones, now we got, Baggage claim, you know, <laughs> Medea. What the heck? What yeah, the- these movies. I'm sorry, keep going. Oh no, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say that. Um, yeah, these movie movies nowadays they don't have any type of substance. Um, you know, no type of plot or storyline at all. It's just, you know, if it's Medea, is you know they'll put someone in the movies, you know, to make you laugh and just act a fool. Or if it's one of those movies like, you know, Baggage Claim or any movie like that, they'll stick a lot of handsome men in there just to make up for the plot or lack thereof. And But it's no real good story. It's no real good movies anymore. So I can agree 100% on you. Movies are not how they used to be. It's crazy out here. Definitely crazy out here. It's that sugar-coated uh, nature of, of things. You know what the Bible says about that? There will come a time when people will just seek, you know, information and knowledge, you know, sugar-coated information and knowledge to, to, to quench their their thirst, you know, cease their itching ears. You know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, obviously, but that's, that's kind of how it goes. Just something just to wet the, the tip of the tongue, you know, so... Is what it is. I was watching. This is this is like one of the funniest things, man. And I don't even watch. Uh, what is it? Family Feud. Although in the past I have watched it and I enjoy it. You know, I've always been a fan of Family Feud, going all the way back to um, all the hosts actually. Um, growing up, uh, but I and I actually think that Steve Harvey is one of the better, more entertaining hosts, as I say often on this show. So you know, if I'm not doing anything or I don't feel like getting into an actual show with some substance, you know, my daughter's playing the drums, I might just turn on Family Feud just to have, you know, what I mean, something on while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And my wife and I, no, I'm trying. I don't think she was there. 
I was just watching by myself actually, and um, now I think about it, I actually they left me. They went my um, Danny went away for the weekend, so I was watching that, and um, Steve Harvey was on there with one of the one of the uh, you know one of the families in um, it was a Puerto Rican family, and Steve Harvey there was a, a guy on there. It was very awkward, actually. There were it was a very attractive family. Like the the young woman was a there was a mom, there was a dad, there was a daughter who happens to be a a, a singer down in Miami, and she was just absolutely gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, actually, be honest, one of the most beautiful women that I've ever seen. To be honest with you, she was on there, and and he kept flirting with her all throughout the show. But then that that wasn't even what I want to talk about. So there was her. Then there were two brothers. There was an older brother, and there was a younger brother. Both, you know, handsome. Puerto Rican men, they look Puerto Rican, I believe, or maybe even Dominican. But uh, so the guy, the older uh, son, he says, "Man," and he like he, every time he came to him, he's like, "Man, look at you! You just," he's like, "You just, just a handsome young boy." He's like, "Boy, I, I wish I, I," he's, "I know you got the ladies going crazy down there, don't you?" And he's like, uh, you know, I, I guess so. He was like, no, nah, man, I'm just saying, boy, what I, what I wouldn't give to be your age again. He's like, man, he, he was like, he's like, you, he's all this national exposure you getting right now, man. All you gotta do is just look at these women and and and, and they, the panties dropping. He's like, man, I, he said, like, it's too late for me. He, you know, what I'm saying, I'm, all, he's like, I'm already fifty. He's like, man, but you, man, you, he's like, you're still young. And you can tell he was, like, really looking at this dude, like, really wishing that he was in his situation. Now, mind you, this Steve didn't say anything about the fact that he's married, you know what I mean, with a family. He said, I'm 50, as if that means anything. Like, you, you're, ma- that's, you're married. That's why you can't live that type of life, not the fact that you're older. Do you see a problem with that, Courtney? <laughs> yeah, I do. That's that is crazy. That's crazy. But you know, I'm not surprised though. I'm I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, he's been married 50 million times, so I mean, yeah. I, I just wanted to. I I wish I could find like if I could find it, you know, like on YouTube or something. I'll post it in there because it was just a very funny thing, you know. How one how he was flirting with the the, the young woman, you know, the, the 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 singer. She was like a singer down in Miami. I forget her name. But uh, and then her whole family, but he was like spending so much time looking at these these boys. But anyway, I just want to touch on that for you, man. It's a lot, and and it's funny because we speak about a lot of the the men, the non-elite men of the world, who act the way that they do, you know, who comment on these Facebook pictures, who who are still out here in the clubs, who are out here cheating on their wives at forty years old. You know, the reality is is that they never have lived that lifestyle. And they, they feel like they are missing out on something. See, me, men like myself, see, I don't have that problem because I was, for, well, I shouldn't even say fortunate, but I don't regret anything. But I live life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I am able to, at 35, say I've done everything that I wanted to do and, and even some things that I shouldn't have done. You know, but I've lived it. That's why I'm good at being a counselor because I've lived this lifestyle. You know, and now I'm able to have a family, a wife, a daughter. I'm able to trade in the convertible for the minivan. I mean, I'm never getting a minivan, but you know what I'm saying? Like that, I don't have that desire anymore. I have nothing left to prove. I don't have to be out here trying to be some type of, you know, player, you know, or whatever because I've done that. Whereas a lot of guys, they're still longing for. That. That's why you see these guys going through midlife crisis. 
crises, you know, looking to to live a certain part of their lifestyle that they feel as though they never lived. So it's it's definitely. So I say all that to say, ladies, make sure that you're doing your due diligence and and understanding what stage the man that you're dealing with is in. Because as we, we you know we get into more into betrayal and why it happens, what constitutes betrayal, it all starts with knowing who you're dealing with. If you're just dealing with somebody, you know, in the dog stage, but you happen to think that they're in the ready-to-settle-down stage, when it's clear that they're not, but you just don't know the signs to look for, well, we've got to talk about that. You know, if you guys, you know, need help with that, like I tell you every day, I've developed a five-phase cycle towards achieving 100% emotional availability, and a big part of that is understanding black men. So call me, 855-55-DATON, or uh, shoot me an email at uh, dayton at trctoday.com if you, if you really want to know the ins and outs. One woman I was speaking with today, I literally gave her mo- all the secrets of, of men. Like, I gave her everything. Like, some of the biggest tricks of the trade that all men use or that certain men use to get into women's pants, I, I, like, I gave her everything. So that's what I'm saying. A lot, if you think this show is real, you haven't heard anything until you've done private counseling. So hit me up. You know, and we can uh, you know get into it. I mentioned on Friday, you know, Friday nights, all right, Friday nights, ladies. That should be your time to be chilling. Friday night should be your time to be focused on God, to be cleaning your crib, to be washing your hair. I said online that spending Friday nights alone is a lot better than going out on some of these meaningless dead end dates. With someone who you know you have no future with whatsoever. And let me just elaborate on that real quick. Because this is how it all starts. This is how the betrayal starts. See, you got to realize, men don't do anything for, a purpo- for, for no purpose. Like, if we go out with you, it's for a reason. It might not be to wife you up, it might not be to get to know you, but it's for a purpose. Most likely it's just to get in your pants. Whereas a lot of women will be like, well, you know, let me just go out, you know, and chill go to a movie, hang out, but then, you know what I'm saying, it, it's just you know that you're not interested in him. So then you end up having to, the date usually goes well, because if he's trying to get into your pants, well, he's not going to be a psycho usually. He's going to play his role. That next thing you know, one date turns into two days, two days turns into two weeks. Next thing you know, you guys are having sex for a couple months, and now you're in a situation with someone who you didn't even plan on being with, you know, but now you, you've developed the soul tie, you've developed feelings, and then you, that's just increasing your emotional unavailability. With, and it all started with a seemingly meaningless date. Now, again, this guy, all he wanted from the beginning was sex. So now that he's gotten a sex, you can't expect him to stay around and be faithful when all he wanted was sex and you've, he's got, been getting it for two, three months. Well, of course he's going to get a little restless. Of course he's going to go back out there to you know do start the process all over again whereas you're thinking oh no we have something we're building something no you're not building anything you know so is that something you can relate to yeah i i can relate to that um you know having sex with somebody and uh, <clears throat> excuse me and then thinking that it was going somewhere and you know thinking we had a future and you know, thinking about the next five years with this person in my head, and they weren't even thinking about the next five minutes with me, you know. So, I mean, that's something I can definitely um, 
I can relate to that. And it's all because of that that soul tie. I mean, sex really is serious. I know people don't, a lot of people don't take sex seriously. They think it's just something to do. But it has some serious um, consequences that can be quite disastrous. Yeah, yeah, soul ties are real. If you guys missed our special on uh, <clears throat> on soul ties, you know, definitely just Google soul ties on the Dayton Tolbert Show. If you missed our special on love, where we talked a lot about the difference between actual love from a godly standpoint as well, you know, and uh, and just a, a casual soul tie. Definitely check that out, man. I can't say enough about that. I'm so pleased with how that show turned out. There, were, there probably was no better show that I could direct you to to listen to in our six-year history, over a thousand shows. Um, you know, so that uh, you know, what, I mean, am I am I lying, Quinn? Was that not an all-time classic show? Oh, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, man, soul ties, and uh, it, it's real out here. So uh, I see a call on the line. See what's going on here from the uh, seven six zero area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert show. Hello? Are you there? You're, you're on the line. Seven six zero. Hey, Devon. It's Terry. Oh, what's going on, Terry? What, what's, what's going on with you? Question or comment? Comments. I always have comments. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to God because. What the heck? Um, <laughs> you talking like that, Terry? <laughs> Give a shout out to God. <laughs> shout out to God. Okay. What the heck is going yeah, on? Here? Shout out to God. <laughs> All right. What, what else? What else is going on? I got a job today. Oh my good. That's what. Yo, congratulations on that. I'm really happy for you. What are you going to be doing? A photography. I want to be a photographer in the studio, and um, just oh, I'm so excited about it. But I wanted to say that. Um, you know, as soon as I started letting go, you know, the process I've been going through, um, letting go of that, you know, the guy that uh, is my baby's father and, uh, you know, like I could relate with what Courtney's saying. We're thinking uh, what it's going to be like in five years. He's not thinking about what it's going to be like in five minutes. So um, just that whole release process, um, I just feel that God has been blessing me more and more. I mean, um I found a child care within a day or two, and it was my very first interview, and I don't know how long, and she called me a few hours later and offered me the position. So, And it wasn't wow. anything that I was really excited about, but I just, you know, it's like I told you the other day, it, things just happen so easily as soon as we let go, as soon as we trust him and just acknowledge that, you know, he creates everything, he creates everything positive, and beautiful, and he loves us so much. So it's just everything's so worth it. And a few months ago, I was just in such, you know, a few weeks ago, a few days ago, I was in such a tragic, depressed state that it just happened so quickly. As soon as Terry, my heart turned Terry, to let me, him. Not to cut you off, Terry, let me tell, I want to tell you something personally. You and I have had many conversations, as you said, over the last several months right now is the happiest I've ever heard you. You sound wonderful <laughs> right now. You know it. That that I joy. So you you know. I feel I, it. I, I mean, I totally feel it. I totally feel it. And I have to give you so much credit because you've been 
so patient with me, and you've always been there. Whenever I call on you, I start crying. But and the girls in the women's group, I mean, it all works. And I just, I'm just so happy. I really am. I wanted to share that with you guys because it's, you know, you guys have been such a big part of it. So I feel good. Thank you for calling in, Terry. Let me just say, everybody, you guys don't know how much of a, a testimony you just heard just now. That's life changing. Her life has been changed. That is an excellent, may not, you may not understand the severity of it and the magnitude of it, but she's been through a lot over the last several months, <clears throat> and God has delivered her. And just the ability to see the positive, you know what I'm saying? Because everything that she was speaking was negative, gloom and doom. I used to joke around and call her Miss Gloom and Doom because or I, might not, I might have just thought that, I might have ever told her, but that's how she, she was. But now you hear the happiness, you hear the joy, you hear the testimony and the thankful, uh, the attitude of gratitude, as I call it, that she's now living with. And um, that's, that's, that's what, in a nutshell, what counseling is all about. That's what this show is all about. And thank you, Terry, for calling in and show, uh, sharing that with, uh, with, the, with the listeners. Courtney, any, uh, you know, any thoughts on, uh, on Terry? You know Terry also. I do, I do. It, it's such a pleasure, um, you know, hearing her testimony, and I wanted to say congratulations. Um, I think that's amazing, you know, on the job. And just, you know, congratulations on, you know, your progress and what God is doing in your life. You know, I really, I like what she calls in because she has a lot of energy. It's, it's very contagious in a good way. And so um, it was good to hear from her. Right. There's a scripture that I came across this morning uh, from Isaiah thirty twenty one, and I posted it online. It's, it's actually great. It says, this is the way. Walk in it. And when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, um, it's basically, just to paraphrase, God, I don't have it right in front of me, but you'll have the, the Holy Spirit, there will be a voice, you know what I'm saying, that you will hear wherever you go. You understand, like, you, it will be the Holy Spirit guiding you where you're where you're intended to go. You know, the only thing to that, the only catch to that is you have to listen when you hear the voice. No matter what you do, no matter and it's funny cuz I hear that voice. You guys hear that voice. When you're living for God, when you know God, you, he's going to talk to you. But when you distance yourself at some point, that voice is going to become quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter. And as you but when you really listen, that's when, you know, you you go the right way. And when I think about Terry, I've been telling her, like, yo, do this, do this, do this, do this. And she was doing the opposite, which is one of the reasons why she had been so depressed. But as she started listening and taking my advice and, be, you know, following the word and following the direction of God, you know, that's now you hear the, the happiness. So so definitely check that, that scripture out. Like I said, it's over in Isaiah 30, 21, I believe. But I'm paraphrasing, but definitely research it. Uh, on your own, Courtney. You ever, you've heard, you know that voice, that voice that tells you to do something. You sometimes do the opposite. Yes, yeah. Sometimes I can have a rebellious spirit. So yes, <laughs> you know that's something I can definitely relate to. And what I can also say is, when I did the opposite, um, things got worse. You know, for me instead of getting better. So. Yeah. Right. It's funny. Here's another. We just heard a great testimony, but since we're in the testimony, I'm in a testimony type of mood right now. A young woman wrote into the, to the show uh, a couple of days ago, I believe, said, Daydon, I just want to thank you so much for everything that you're doing. God has truly chosen you to speak into his daughter's hearts. I've only been listening to your show for a few month, few months now, and I already see the fruits of your labor blossoming in my life. God bless you. 
Well, God bless you too, and I appreciate the testimony. I appreciate the feedback because it's you know, and this is someone I have I've never done uh, private counseling with, but she's just been listening to the show. Imagine what happens when we actually do some private counseling. Imagine what happens when we you know what I'm saying when you put the two together, the counseling with listening to the show. That's where you get love. That's where your life is changed. So great, great, uh, great testimonies. I'm uh, you know just love what I do. Um, it's exciting. You know, it's a blessing to me, you know, and hopefully it's a blessing to you you guys as well. I, let's talk about this uh, betrayal, you know, because betrayal, I want to talk about the TV show. Now, I know many of you may, may or may not have seen it. It comes on after Revenge. I've never gotten into Revenge. I may at some point. We'll see how that goes. I've heard it's a good show, but, I, you know, it comes on right after that on Sunday nights. This betrayal is actually entertaining. We'll see how it, you know, uh, it, you know plays out. But as of right now, you know, it seems like a winner. But let me set it up. It, it, it centers around a married couple. They've been married, and they go to a event. In fact, I posted a, a, a hypothetical situation in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group that many people uh, were commenting on. And, they, you know, there was a scene where they went to this, this uh, event, this little networking thing, and she was outside, you know, and she was very cold. And there was just a gentleman also out there. And he offered to put his, you know, to give her his jacket while she was out there. You know, he saw that she was cold, and she was genuinely cold. It was chilly out. And I posted, I, you know, I asked online, Shoot, what would you do in that situation? Most women I saw said that they would not accept the jacket. Courtney, as a woman... You know, how would you, if you were there with your significant other or not there with your significant other, either way, what, what would you do? I wouldn't accept the jacket. I wouldn't. I, I would definitely, you know, decline the offer. But I'll be honest, I'm just going to keep it real. Like five years ago, I would have took that jacket, whether I had a man or not. I would have put that jacket on. What the and heck? And not even thought, yeah, <laughs> there what you go. The, the heck? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those are the new shirts. Those are the new shirts coming out. What the what the heck? Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I would have worn the jacket, um, not out of like malice or anything, but out of ignorance. Like I wouldn't have thought twice about it. I wouldn't have thought it was a big deal. I would have been looking at it as, okay, I'm cold. You know, he's offering you know me his jacket. That's very nice of him. So yeah, I'll I'll take that and you know just to warm myself up. And then once I'm warm, I you know I can go back in and you know be with my man. It's not going to be a big deal. Like I wouldn't have realized the severity of doing that. See, and that's what we're here for tonight. Is I want to reach the women who are where now where you were five years ago, because the vast majority of women in today's society would take that jacket. You know, and if you and will have a similar result or have the potential similar result as what happened in the show. Because as you, if you watch the show, they were out on that little balcony. He gives her the jacket. There's some small talk going on. There's obviously an attraction there. And so they end up, you know, talking. She's under his jacket, probably has his cologne all over it. You know what I'm saying? And they're, they're talking. And the, the husband even looked out there while he was doing what he was doing and saw, like, these two, you know, her with the jacket on and them having a conversation and it, you know it looked innocent enough you know what I'm saying I'm not saying that it was like a I'm not, well it was a huge deal but he wasn't tripping about it um, which was probably one of the more unrealistic things but 
it was one of those situations that should have been avoided and could have been avoided because what happened after that, you see, because the jacket isn't really the problem. It's what happens after that, you know, and the effect that that might have on your relationship. Because, ladies, when you, and I'll speak about the ladies first, when you allow someone else into your relationship on a casual, you know, on a friendship level, it's never going to be a good thing because the problem with that is that's not how we think. There's no such thing as, oh, yeah, you're an attractive woman, I'm a tr- an attractive guy, you know, let's just be cool. That's That doesn't happen like that. No, there's an attraction, ladies. Nobody wants to be your friend. Nobody's going to just be cool with you. And it's important for you as a woman to understand, if you guys go back to our special on Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman, a virtuous woman, a true Proverbs 31 woman, is 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 very aware to, of not sending any type of message or or giving the appearance of any type of impropriety. Okay, that's important. It doesn't matter, ladies. See, the best women aren't thinking f- how Courtney was five years ago. They're thinking, what would the man I'm with think in this situation? You might, even when you might think it's innocent, you know. But how how would he feel about that? Would he be okay with that? And if the answer, and many women will actually think, oh no, he probably wouldn't like that. But since he's not here, I'm gonna go ahead and do what I want to do anyway. Or uh, no, nah, he probably wouldn't care. But actually, he does care. That's why shows like this are important, so you can finally understand. Hey, no, it one, it it's not cool to do those types of things. And two, when you know that it's not cool. You respect the relationship. You respect your man because men, it's very few. I mean, the, the one thing that will really make us leave you is is disrespect. And, and more importantly, conscious disrespect and intentional disrespect. You have to be aware of what, and if that's the case, you have to know what does he feel to be disrespectful. Spending time with another man. You know, having another man's jacket over you, it's just not cool. You know, and that's something that is going to be – because, see, here's the problem. Let me just tell you something else. I want to go deeper with it because this is the stuff you're only going to hear from a man. We as men are very territorial. We as men are very possessive. Not in an Ike Turner type of way, not like the psychos or Mari Povich, you know what I mean? No, I'm talking about just when we have you, we want to know – that we have you and you're ours and, you know, we are being respected. And we don't want to, we don't, The one of the worst things that could happen is another man thinking that he has the opportunity to be with you. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, please, I would never do anything. I would never cheat. I'm not a cheater. I would never intentionally disrespect my man or anything like that. But it's not about you. It's about what does that man think? Okay? You're saying, well, why do you care what he thinks? We just do. We just do. That's how we as men are. We don't want another man even thinking that they even could possibly have a chance with you, regardless if it could happen or not. So that means that it's now up to you, ladies, to make sure that that man knows I have a man. I am faithful to that man, 
and ain't nothing going on, and I'm not even going to give you an opportunity to formulate a thought to think that something might happen. You know, and it, that doesn't mean that you have to be rude. That doesn't mean that you have to be ignorant, because if you're a genuinely nice person, you can be a genuinely nice person at the same time letting them know ain't nothing jumping off. One of the reasons why that Tyler Perry show on Temptation was so good is because that movie allowed us to talk about what we're talking about now with a real-life example for you guys to look at and see, like, whoa, that was actual downright hoish behavior. That was, I mean, that was on a whole other level. We're not even talking about, like, minor things like a jack. She was just a straight-up whore on, in that movie, and we talked about that, you know what I mean, from a, a worldly and a uh, biblical standpoint. But this is more so stuff that's it, it's just as serious, but it's, it might not be as in your face. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, I um I agree because I I mean I see that all the time where you know men will do things to women just to kind of fill them out and you know women will think it's innocent like it could be something like a man will say uh, you have something on your face and then they'll they'll like wipe it off for you or you know small stuff like that or your necklace isn't straight let me turn it around for you like and then he has his hands all around her neck and she's thinking oh he's being so nice he's a gentleman but if she had a man and he's looking at her like what the hell are you doing like what are you doing and so we have to really look at things for what they are, like what's really going on. Because I think a lot of times just as women we want to feel like, oh, you know, everyone's just being nice. It's not anything sexual. It's not an attraction or anything like that. But, it, I mean, it is. And a lot of times you're being targeted for sex and you don't even realize it. Right, right. Let's go to the phone lines. Um, I see a quick call on the line from the 205 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tober Show. Hey, Data. Hey, Courtney. How you been doing? Hello. Oh, good. Is, is this Latanya? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's going on I with just, you? What? Well, that's fine. I finally got um I told Courtney months ago I had finally got my own place. And I've been, I had signed up for the violence class at my new school. And it's been really helpful. And it just, um, and it's telling me that I'm finally getting over that guy. I'm breaking my soul tie. You okay, guys rock, by the way. That, that's you good to hear. You guys rock, by the way. Oh, wait, wait, say it again? I said you guys rock, by the way. Oh, 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 thank you. Oh, no, I thank you. That. I appreciate that. Um, Latanya, i got to ask you. You actually, mm-hmm. on that particular thread where we talked about the whole jacket situation, you actually said you would wear the jacket given to you by, by a stranger. What made you say that? Because, I mean, until I heard tonight, I thought, I, like Courtney said, I didn't want to think nothing of it. I wouldn't think, it wouldn't, I wouldn't think nothing would be wrong with that because it's not flirting, it's not um, cheating. So I probably look at it like, okay, I'm cold. Let me just go ahead and put on this jacket, and then when he get back, take it off. Or something. Oh, okay. So you, but you now see the problem with that, right? Yeah, I can see how that can lead to, like, flirting. And then, like you said, a man don't want to just be your friend. Right, right, absolutely. Latanya, thanks for calling in. I appreciate the. Uh, it's always good to hear from you. <clears throat> Here's, and this is the thing. And it's funny. Latanya is actually probably about five, four or five years younger than you, right, Courtney? Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. You know, she's where you were five years ago, as far as thinking that type of thing would be okay. Mhm. So what? 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 
you know, if that was you back in the day, would you have apologized? What would you have done? Um, apologize for wearing a jacket? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here, let me just keep it real for a second. I would have worn a jacket because you know why? I um just w- I had a very selfish mentality. It was all about me because I was just so used to people putting me down and stuff, and so you know, putting myself on a pedestal, so I kind of was cocky. So I would have worn the jacket. If my man would have had a problem with it, I would have told him to stop being so insecure because I'm not going anywhere, you know, stop getting in your feelings over something so small. And, um, yeah, I would have done something like that. Wow. Yeah, that's, see, and which which is bound to cause all types of, uh, all types of problems, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's just, and that's, I always say, ladies, you can never trust a man who doesn't trust you. Okay, I'm going to let that sink in for a little bit, let that marinate. But, yeah, it's a lot of women out here who who have started relationships with the games, with the wall up, you know, doing little things, maybe trying to make them jealous, doing little things like accepting the code or, you know, like just like Courtney said, but then can't really figure out why later on down the line, when the wall is down, when they are comfortable, but the man is in a totally different place. Well, maybe because he, when he started out, you were not <clears throat> where he wanted you to be. And the trust just never was there to begin with. And so he was never taking you seriously. So <clears throat> it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's how it goes. All right? And if you've, if you've never heard one of our specials on, you know, how to avoid being cheated on, Google that, or why men cheat. Like I said, we've done tons of shows on, on why men cheat over the last six years, so definitely check them out because that, that's it's it's hard to hear, but it's 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 the best and most valuable information that's humanly possibly given. You guys understand what you're listening to right now? You know what I mean? Like this is life changing stuff. You know, this is like the key to to how to everything: the successful marriages, to successful relationships. You know how to have love. How to avoid getting your heart broken? Like this is these shows, you know, will go down in history as, as life changing stuff. So I mean, I just I encourage everyone to listen in every night. I encourage you to spread the word, share the knowledge with friends and loved ones because you know it's just important for everyone to have this type of information because, like we said earlier, this type of information has become watered down, it's become sugar coated because it's not popular. It doesn't sell books. It doesn't sell. You know, T-shirts, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's telling women to respect themselves and all the stuff we talk about is not women-friendly advice. Telling you to keep your legs closed. I, I mean, what did I say earlier on, on Facebook? I said earlier, a couple days ago, <laughs> this is this is probably the realest relationship advice you'll hear anywhere. I said, ladies, you'll never have love as long as you're presenting yourself like a hoe or a freak. Only classy, respectable women get taken seriously. When have you ever heard anybody say something as real as that? I haven't. No, other than this show. <laughs> Everybody else is sugarcoating stuff. I mean, and if anyone else out there has heard stuff like that, that's why one of the reasons why I enjoy the dude uh, Tommy Sotomayor because he, yeah. he, you know, he does keep it as real as I do. But he's obviously from a very worldly perspective. You know what I'm saying? When you, if you want someone this real from a biblical perspective, this is where you got to come. You know what I'm saying? But definitely, I enjoy his video. He he definitely, uh, he wilds out. Oh, I know you do, Courtney. Don't get me started on you. 
Wait a minute. Time out. Why are you going to call me out? We'll, we'll talk about that later, Courtney. <laughs> you and I will talk about that. Here's what I want to do. I want to continue talking about this, this show, Betrayal. It was a very entertaining show. One of the things that the Bible says, though, you know, before we go any further, it says in Hebrews 13:4, let marriage be held in honor among all. Let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. We spoke about that on uh, on our last show on uh, on the definition of love and and what all it's you know what's it about, and um, you know the Bible is no joke. God is no joke, you know. And when you look at betrayal, you know, lying and cheating and things like that. I mean, this is this is the stuff that that God is not pleased with. This is what, what's classified as sexual immorality. And as you see here, it has the potential to all start with something as trivial as, you know, lending of a jacket, of having lunch. Ladies, you know all about those midday rendezvous at the water cooler. You know, you take your 15-minute breaks the same time. You go down to the cafeteria, you have the, the cappuccino together every day. It started out just talking about your team leader, you know, wanting to vent, but then it talked, you know, oh, so, so, uh, you know, what do you do outside of here? Oh, what what kind of things do you like to do? Oh, you work out? Okay. Where do you work out at? Oh, oh really? I go there too. Oh, really? Oh, wow. You run? Well, maybe we, we should run together. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, what's your number? I'll call you. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah what? What time do you usually get to the park? That's what time I go to. Okay, boom. So we're, now we're, you're meeting up on Saturday, just like the, the the chicken temptation. You know how that ended up. You know, it all starts with the happy hours. Oh, yeah, let's just go to happy hour. We'll go grab a couple of drinks to unwind after work. Oh, yeah, we'll just go with a couple team uh, our team members. Oh, but the only problem is Jack and, Jack and Jill, they can't make it. Oh, that's okay. It can just be us too. After a couple of drinks, next thing you know, you're making out in the car. See, that's how it all starts. You, see, I mean, Courtney, you, I'm sure being in corporate America, you know, you've seen situations like that. You know, this stuff goes on. Yeah, it, it goes on, goes on all the time. Um, you know, I've seen it. The flirtation. Um, I've even done that. You know, been flirting and stuff like that what? with somebody I worked with. Um, and then I've seen people, like, hook up at work, you know, go into the conference room before, you know, work starts. Just craziness. Like, Where the heck you on. work at? Where you work at? <laughs> this was, first of all, <laughs> this was like five This was like five years ago. It was like one of my first jobs out of college. What, but they jo- were wild out. A job wearing a Chinese massage? Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were they were wilding out. I remember one time I, I came to work early, and uh, I saw like uh, this guy and this woman go into the conference room and close the door, and they never turned the lights on. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's deep. Like, wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy out there. So, I mean, you know, it it is what it is. You know, we want to, you know, we want to just be observant. You know, ladies, you want to see. You always want to make a conscious effort to ask yourself, is this okay? 
And in, even if it seems okay, there's, it's funny, the, there's a scripture that says there's a way, it's probably one of my new favorite scriptures, there's a way that seems right to man, but that way ends in death. I just love that scripture. Don't you love that scripture? Yeah, because it's so real. It is so real. Because it's like what we think is okay. <laughs> what the heck is this? Uh, somebody just posted in the group. Uh, check. You just got to check it out. This, you know, Check out the live show thread over in the Friends of the Day Down Tolbert show group. You just got to see these comments. I always, <laughs> after the show or maybe first thing in the morning, I always read back over the three, four, five hundred comments um, from that night. It's always entertaining stuff. Check it out. But you, you have to make sure that you are aware of what's okay and what you want for your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you want to live a, a, a life where you are surrounded with, you know, male friends, people you're quote-unquote cool with? Or do you want a family? Do you want love? You know, or do you just want to be somebody who is, you know, out there, you know, and can't be trusted and is having fun? You know, that that verse is uh, Proverbs fourteen twelve. I went over to Cheryl's page. Shout out to Cheryl. I knew she always posts that scripture. You know, there's a way that seems right to man, but its way its its end is the way to death. Proverbs fourteen twelve. It's crazy out here, man. Wages of sin are death. You see how often the Bible refers to death as a result of sin? So many times, you know, all yeah. throughout the Bible, it's everything is death, you know, in relation to sin. One of the reasons in punishment and judgment, it's it's because the uh, God hates sin. He loves us, but he hates sin. And the Bible also says that for, you know, believers... You know, and people who are Christians, true Christians, there will be mercy, there will be forgiveness. But for those who are unfamiliar to God and those who have turned away from God and succumbed to the temptation of worldly pleasures and desires, there will be no forgiveness and there will be death. In fact, eternal death, eternal damnation. So, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a fun time. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, and you know, a lot of times, you know, people look at these situations, these casual situations, as being fun and lighthearted, but in reality, they're very serious. And men talk about this stuff. You know, you ladies, you don't want to be the the woman who your man doesn't trust. Ask yourselves right now: Does the person I'm dealing with trust me unconditionally? If the answer to that question is no, or you're not sure, I promise you, he's cheating on you. You just don't know it, and, and and or he won't commit to you. So think about that. Now, so back to the show though. This is crazy right here. One of the things that I always I always um have noticed, like Courtney says, she she's seen that happen. I've been in banking for a long time. I used to be in banking, you know, like right after college for about ten years, and um, you know, banking is a is a industry where there's a lot of networking. There's a lot of butt kissing. There's a lot of late nights. Um, there's a lot of early mornings. And that's how it starts. A lot of these affairs start with a quote-unquote connection. You know, oh, we, we just have this spark. We have a connection. 
You know, well, how did the connection start? The connection started usually as a result of some type of commonality in the industry that you're in. You know, it's like, oh, we have this in common. We have this to talk about. Maybe in a different way than you may have with your, your significant other. You know, you don't have, you don't do what they do. So someone else may be able to relate on a different level. doesn't mean that they love that person, but it just means that they have maybe a different or maybe even a better connection. And that's what happened here, you know, in the, in the show. A lot of times you got to be careful. I ask women, you know, in my counseling, uh, often you say, well, look, you know, he, he ended up cheating on me. He dogged me out. You know, it started out great, but then it fizzled out. I said, well, you know, what happened? Well, I should say, what did you like about him? They say, well, you know, we just had this great connection. Things were so great in the beginning. I said, what was great about him? Well, no, we would just talk and we would spend time. I said, what's great about that? There's nothing great about that. What do you mean? I said, what do you mean? Anybody can talk. Anybody can spend time. If you're attracted to somebody, usually you enjoy talking to them. Usually you enjoy being in their presence. That doesn't mean, and usually that, that, that time is followed by sex. So there's nothing great about talking to somebody for three hours. See, this is what a lot of people mistake. They And I've even been guilty of this in the past. They mistake having a great connection for being the person that God has for you and, and, and having the longevity to sustain a successful relationship. That doesn't necessarily mean, that a connection doesn't necessarily mean that, that you can have a great relationship with somebody. You could talk to, I've had people where in my past we've talked for six hours straight, mm-hmm. couldn't not be around each other, just, you know, great connection. But that was not the person. See, that stuff wears off. A connection wears off. A connection doesn't always equal longevity. If you're basing your relationship off of a great connection, you're headed for divorce court. You better hit up Judge Maybelline now. You know what I'm saying? Because a connection fizzles out. You need to look at, one, first of all, you need to pray. Is that the person that God has for you? What are their beliefs like? Because you can have all the connections in the world, but if someone isn't going to be the type of mom to your kids, if somebody isn't going to be the type of father, you know, that you want them to be, or they don't believe the same beliefs as you as far as spirituality goes, what good is their connection? There are a lot of Muslims who have great connections with Christians. Does that mean that they should be together? Of course not. They're unequally yoked. So I'm just saying be careful about these connections because a connection can lead straight to the bedroom. Then you try and, and, and go ahead and try to build a relationship off of that and, and let me know how that works out for you. It's not going anywhere. You know about those connections, right? Yeah, everything that you just said is something that, you know, I can relate to before. And I think that's why I clung to, you know, men from my past because I felt like, you know, we had a connection. Like you said, talking for six hours, I've done that before. And um, I thought because of that, because we could have a a good conversation, um, that that meant that that person was, you know, um, the man that God had for me. And so I had to find out the hard way you know, that that was a lie, and that connection, just having that only, that does not mean anything. I see that now. Oh, yeah, it it, it doesn't mean anything, and it's often um, a precursor to uh, disaster, in fact, because the connection, when you connect with somebody on a, when I told someone else this today during a session, when you connect with somebody 
on a mental and which are, which will lead to an emotional level 99.9% of the time that's going to develop into something sexual mm-hmm. like that's just how that goes that's just you know it's going to happen and so all that conversation all that talking you got to you know be careful with that you know if you're in a relationship because you you know you don't want to find yourself getting into which we'll talk about an emotional infidelity uh, type of situation because that's off, often uh, the case and, and can be even worse than than the physical. Now I was watching this was funny you know I was watching the show and on the show you know one thing led to another they started having some stuff some conversations you know he ends up following her to wherever she had a job you know she was like a photographer or whatever and uh, he ended up meeting her where she was, you know, had a conversation. He invited her to hang out for the day. They ended up having dinner. And then, you know, after dinner, they end up back at his place. And this is a married woman with like with a child, I think two kids in the show, I forget, but definitely with a family. And she and next thing you know, they're in the crib in the apartment like getting their getting their grind on, getting their, their freak on. And I'm like, yo, I was like burning up. I was pissed, you know. I was watching. Um, I was watching. Uh, what was that movie? All one of our all-time classic shows. We did two classic shows on Why Did I Get Married, which was a very good show. If you guys are an older listener, check that out. You know, uh, or you heard it, and if you haven't, definitely check it out. But one of the best shows of all time was my special on Why Did I Get Married too. Okay. Many of you, if you, I may, I may have to post it after the show because a lot of y'all need to hear that because that was a classic, one of my best shows. Because I remember, I think my wife and even I, I've told this story before. We actually got into an argument that after the fight, I mean after the movie, not because of anything that she did, but just because I was so pissed after walking out of that movie, and I was just in a bad mood, and she just happened to be there and was the uh, recipient, you know, of that, you know, and um. And I, you know, I keep it real. You know, that was all my fault. I obviously I apologize after that, but yeah, it's so obviously the next show after that, you can only imagine how hype I was and how great of a show that ended up being. But you know, we as men, we hate the fact that you know seeing women being unfaithful. You know, in fact, that movie pissed me off. I saw it with my one of my homies back in the day, Unfaithful, with uh with Richard Gere and uh, Diane Lane. I mean. We, I mean, that was just the ultimate betrayal right there. Did you ever see that, Courtney? Uh-uh. I haven't seen that movie. You never... You would love it. You would love Unfaithful. You definitely would love it. It's, it's, it's about exactly what we're speaking about right now. That's an all-time... You know, if you guys... You probably weren't even born when that came out. I mean, no, I'm just messing with you. Now, you probably were younger, though. It came out about 10 years ago, so you yeah, might have been a little yeah. young to experience. I saw it in the theater, so... um it was about yeah about ten years ago I want to say but yeah check that out if you guys missed it but you can't do that ladies you know that's just the, I mean it's funny because we we hear a lot about men who cheat there's a lot of attention given to that but very few you know people talk about how women are perceived by men when they cheat or when they do things that are not cool. And it's it's literally it's funny, you, Courtney. You know, when a man cheats, a lot of times women will stay. More often than not, a man will stay, or they or a woman will stay with the man, and they will offer some type of hope 
I'm like, well, okay, well, maybe he can cheat or maybe we can work or maybe he can change, you know, and not cheat anymore. Maybe we can work it out. But ask any man, you know, you, you know, what, how would you feel if your woman cheated? It is almost 99.9% of the time a rap. Ladies, bottom, there is no forgiveness for cheating for you. I can just about guarantee you that. Any type of impropriety, any type of infidelity, cheating, there's no questions, there's no counseling. Don't call me. Don't call 855 day on if you cheat. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it's no working on that. It's over. I'm just telling. I'm just being honest with you. Ninety nine point nine percent of men are gone unless they're like the the, the ultimate loser. I'm just, and I, I don't care who has a problem with that. I'm just being honest. It's not going to happen. And if it does, it will not be the same. So, and is that a double standard? No, it's not. It's just the fact that most women decide to stay and to settle for less than they want or deserve because nobody wants a cheater, but they just end up having to stay. It's just that most men end up just you know sticking to their guns and saying no nah, that, that's not what I want. You know, you you were that way, Courtney. You you were willing to overlook that at, at one point. Yeah, I, I was because I just didn't. I thought that was um, just the best that I I could do. So I figured, you know, why not stick around? I was trying to make excuses, you know, not to leave. So right. yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. It's unfortunate. Now here's the thing. So she has dinner with the guy, which you are, which was a lot of smiles. A lot of joking, a lot of flirting, intimate conversation. So, as I said, that's how it started, you know, with the mental stimulation, which led to the physical back at his crib. Now, prior to that, the funny thing is when when the woman was, was interacting with her husband after the networking event, the party, and he saw her out on the balcony. He asked her several times, at least two or three times. He was like, "Hey, uh, hey, hun, how was who was that guy that you were out with on the balcony?" And she avoided his his, his you know his question like two or three times. And then at one point, she, he was like, "Yeah, so you never told me who that guy was." And then she was like, "Oh, that was." Um, she was like, "No, I didn't catch his name." And then this chick has the audacity to have sex with this man. You know what I mean? She has sex with her husband. I'm, I'm saying. And as she's having sex with her husband, you see her out in La La Land daydreaming about the dude that she met at the party who lent her her jacket. Is that, or his jacket, is that not hoish behavior? Yeah, wow. <laughs> Courtney's it like, is. oh, wow, I need to check that show out. What time is that <laughs> Courtney's setting her DVR as we speak. <laughs> she's, she's going on on demand right now to see if she can catch the the lost episode. Let me find yeah. out, Courtney. <laughs> now check. I know Courtney very well, guys. I know all about Courtney. You know what I'm saying? But I, I know women in, in general, though, too. Just you know. But check that out, though. Check it out. It's a good show. You know, like I said, on ABC at uh, you know, at, at right after Revenge, and um, you know, I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy it. Now, well, we're going to talk about it from a biblical perspective too, because oh, we'll talk about it. I want to I want to talk more about the actual way you know what happened in the show. So after she has sex with her husband, that's when she goes out on this whole business trip. She links up with the dude and then has sex with the guy. How do you have sex with your husband and then have sex with somebody else? You know what I mean? Like that's just disgusting right there. No excuse for that whatsoever. As she's about to have sex with the dude, okay, 
Her husband calls her. She stops making out with the guy, you know, talks to her husband, and and then puts the kids on the phone so they can say, you know, goodnight to, to mommy as, as she's having about to have sex with the guy, you know, which is just absolutely ridiculous. And, and that's just, ladies, you know, and I don't need to say you shouldn't do that, but you see how that's just not cool? You see how where it can lead to? Because one of the things that the Bible speaks about is temptation. You know, temptation is not ever going to come in the form of someone or something that is unappealing to you. You know, otherwise it wouldn't be temptation. It wouldn't be tempting. She was obviously attracted to this guy. Whatever the temptation is, it's going to be something that you would not mind doing. You know that it's wrong, but it's something that you will, you know you will enjoy. Sometimes you fight it off. Sometimes you don't. You know anything about temptation? No, I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know everything about that. I, I've been in situations where um, it seemed incredibly hard to um, to fight the temptation off. But I mean, I, I I have, but it's not it's not easy. It really isn't, and you can't fight it off without God. Right. I want to read something to y'all real quick. This is what the Bible says about temptation. It says here in First Corinthians ten thirteen, says that no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man, but God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape so that you may be able to endure it. So like you said, Courtney, as you, it, you know, it's very hard and you can't do it without without God. You're right, because the only way is is to follow the way, listen to that voice, because he will tell you, the Holy Spirit will tell you and show you the way to endure it. You know, it says that there's nothing that will overtake you. That is not common to man, meaning your girlfriends, Courtney, have experienced the same temptation you have. Fellas, the other guys out here have experienced the same temptation you have. It's, it's common to other people. It says, however, God is faithful, but he won't let you be tempted. He won't give you more than you can bear, basically. you know. And he will always provide you with a way of escape. That's amazing right there. And so keep that in mind. There's mm-hmm. always a way out. It's just a matter of do you want to see it? Or do you just want to say, the heck with it, and go ahead and and smash? Or, ladies, allow him to smash? Because temptation is crazy. It is. But I'm sorry, keep going. No, what the heck? No, go ahead. You just came out of nowhere. Oh, I thought you – I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to say it reminded me of my my trip to Jamaica a couple years ago and how I fought off. Yeah. Um, no, we want to hear. So the, I, no, we want to hear the actual story. Tell the whole story. What do you mean the actual story? Like you no, you know the story, Court. We want to hear it. <laughs> Come on, Court. You brought it up, so you got this. <laughs> this is real radio that matters. So we want to hear the actual story, not the sugar-coated version, but the actual story about how you fought off sexual temptation. Um. So I met this guy um, that I was really attracted to. In Jamaica, and I really, I'm talking about really attracted to him um, to the point where I wanted to have sex with him, but I'm at that point I hadn't had sex in like, I don't know, like 
three, four years. And But anyways, one night we all were at the club and we were all dancing. And, you know, he was touching me and feeling on me. And so he pulled me to the side and um, he told me to come upstairs with him. And so we're walking together um, in the elevator. And so we're in the elevator by ourselves and he's touching me and kissing me. And I really, really, really wanted to have sex with him. And um, so then we got off the elevator, and so we were about to go into his room, and he's about to, like, put the key in the door and everything, and then he tells me, oh, wait, I forgot something, meaning the condom. He forgot it. And so he said, just stay right here. I'll be right back. And so he went downstairs, and then I see, like, his two friends come out of nowhere. I'm like, where like, where did they come from? And they're just saying, like, hey, how's it going? And I just I, I just knew at that moment, like, it was now or never. I knew that was my chance because I kept hearing a voice in my head saying, you need to walk away right now. And so I didn't want to, but um, I did, and I went back to my room, and that was pretty much the end of it. I saw him the next day. And he avoided me like the plague, like he didn't even know me. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that was that. But if I would have stayed there, I probably not only would have had sex with him, but his two friends as well. They would have ran a train on me. Whoa, whoa, what the heck? I don't think I've heard that part of the story. I know. Well, you said keep it real, so that's the, yeah. Well, that's real. I appreciate you. Now, see, 99.9% of women have been in that same exact situation but but you know one, many have actually gone through it and allowed trans trains to be ran uh and most women will act like will block those types of experiences out of their memory completely almost to the point where they don't exist we did a classic show Courtney and I a couple several months ago on exotic vacations many of you may remember that show where we talked about what really goes on in Jamaica, you know, in Vegas, those Bahamas cruises, okay, the the Cancun trips on Memorial Day weekend, spring break, the sex, the one night stands, the temptation, the drunk, you know, you know, hedonism, menage a trois, orgies. Those ski parties out in the Poconos, where you know what I'm saying, like you know, you go away with your girlfriends and you just everybody's dancing. You you know, the party is in the hotel. All you have to do is take the elevator up. I mean, these this is what happens. And I have the I joke around with Courtney. I give her a hard time, but I have the utmost respect for Courtney for being honest about those types of stories that so many of you guys out there have been in her exact situations but will not press one on your keypad, will not post those stories in the Friends of Data on Tobacco Group, but will act like, you know, you are, your stuff does not stink and you've never done anything like that. And so I respect Courtney and women like Courtney who know that they've been hoes back in the day, but through the grace and blood of Jesus Christ have been changed and are able to now give back to women who, are, who face the same types of uh, struggles. And that's what this show is all about. That's what our business is all about, is changing lives. And I would encourage any woman listening, not just me, but call 855-55-DAYDON and ask specifically, say you want to do a session with not Daydon, but with Courtney, because you want her to help you maybe 
you know, get it, get you want to get a different perspective from her because she can offer that female perspective. And she's changed the lives of many women just in actually a short amount of time, actually. So I'd encourage that. Send an email to Courtney at trctoday.com if you want to have, you know what I mean, that, set up that uh, that free session. But this is, this is good stuff. This is good. I pre- Again, I thank you for uh, sharing that story. Is that uncomfortable to share for you, Courtney? Because a lot of women, 99% of women are, are would be uncomfortable sh- sharing the fact they may have even entertained the idea of letting men run a train. Um, No, it does not make me feel uncomfortable. I have, you know what? Like, I honestly, I have no problem saying I used to be a hoe. I have no problem saying I used to be a freak and was the most unwifeable person ever. Like, really, I, I was. And so, but I have no problem saying that, like, because I know that it's helping people out there. So I'm not perfect. You know, I have a past. And, yeah, I don't have a problem sharing it. Right. I mean, and, and I say, I just like you have no problem, I have no problem saying with all certainty that the vast majority of women, white, black, whatever, are or were at some point hoes in their lives. You know, that's the reality. You know, even men, most men are hoes. You know, most men, I tell you guys this all the time, most men have been with upwards of 100 women sexually. You know what I mean? They're not having sex with themselves. So it's a lot, you know, I've personally seen trains ran. You guys understand what I'm talking about? I've seen women blindfolded, Giving head to a room full of ten men, you know, like that's what I'm telling you. I've seen a lot of stuff in my life. I've participated in some things in my life. I'm not blameless, you know. You understand? I'm just. I never was really into the whole train thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm. Mean, I'm. I'll tell you if I was. That just was never really my thing. But I've seen it, you know, in person and on tape. So, you know, it's it's deep. You know, don't get me started talking about the whole sleepers thing. So I said, well, why were they blindfolded? They don't. Well, it was a game. It's called the sleeper game that everybody played in college. If you didn't, if you don't know about it. You know, you know. I guarantee you, some of your friends do. You know, you get some questions wrong. You got to give some. You got to. You got to get a penalty. You know, you got to. You got to get penalized. Well, what's the penalty? Well, you got to give my man some head. Well, you got to take your clothes off. You got to give him a lap dance. You got to think truth or dare. It's like truth or dare times ten. You know, every person is naked at the end of the game, No, period. Like, at the end of the game, that you will be naked. Now, if you're naked in a room on a late night on a Saturday night, 99% of the time, sex is going down. I've personally been a part of dozens of sleeper games. You understand that? You know, whether I was playing it or whether I was just in the room and hanging out, you know what I'm saying? And this, I could tell y'all so many stories of the most hoish types of situations you will ever hear in your lives. You know what I mean? More the realest stories that have ever been told in the history of everything, you know, I could tell you that I've personally been a part of. In fact, if you didn't read my book already, a lot of those stories are right in the book. You guys are crazy if you haven't read The Love We Had yet. The realest book on the market ever written. Get it on Amazon and Kindle, and it's only two ninety nine on Kindle. You know about the love we had, Courtney? Yes, you know I'm a psycho for that book. <laughs> I've read it multiple book, times. I'm about to read it. Shoot, that book was crazy. I'm working on the sequel, guys. If you guys are, are, are avid readers and you enjoyed the love we had, there is a sequel. You will find out what happens with Derek, 
You know what I'm saying? I won't give anything away, but you'll find out what happens with Derek. You know, there's a reason that the D's are similar, Dadon and Derek. There's a reason for that. I'm not Derek, but there's a reason. There's a lot of me in that character. You know what I'm saying? So all I got to say is read the book. You know, check it out. Got that royalty check the other day. It was looking kind of nice, so I thank you guys. <laughs> I appreciate that quarterly royalty check that you guys support. Get it, get that Kindle. Get the Amazon copy. It's like, no, I'm messing with y'all, man. I'm just playing around. But, no, I do appreciate the uh, the, the support. And I am working on the sequel, so look out for it. So look out for it sooner rather than later. I may post an excerpt. Uh, that actually motivates me. Like that's how I don't know if you guys know when I was on MySpace uh, back in the like years ago back in like '04 all of '04 what I was doing was a lot of you guys helped me write the love we had. I would you weren't around nobody many people who I interact with now weren't really around then, but I would take I would write a chapter and then I would post it on my blog on uh, MySpace and then I would just put it out there. You know, and and let people read it. So I would give you. I it was like R. I I was like the original. Now I think about it, the original R. Kelly trapped in the closet, giving y'all a chapter. I would give y'all like two chapters. People would read them and be like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen next? And I was like, I don't know. I gotta write it. So I would write another chapter, put it up there. So people read the first like six or seven chapters. You know, before the book was even done, I was like, all right, I gotta chill. But people had already read the book. So when the book came out. In 05, 06, it was like everybody and their mom, you know, who was following me at that time online, they went out and got the book. That's why I was a bestseller back in 06. I just recently re-released it this year for the six-year anniversary. See, a lot of people don't know the history of the love we had. This is, it may be new to you, but this book, you know, was sold over 10,000 copies back in 2005. That's how my, my whole company got launched. Let me just give you a little history lesson. You guys know my business now as TRC today. The business wasn't always TRC. Originally, it was Tolbert Books and Distribution, TB&D Enterprises. Many of you may remember. TB&D was formed with the sole purpose of selling the love we had. I formed a distribution network of people, you know, like Courtney, like, you know, Nakia was a big part of that. Uh, that's how me and her met. And I had a lot of people strategically placed around the country selling books on a weekly basis. So say, Courtney, you'd sell 10 books. Nakia would sell 10 books. Lewis would sell 10 books weekly to their friends and family, you know, selling for $15. They'd give me back 10, keep five for themselves. So I was, that was how I made my money. That's how, but, you know, I, I just kept doing that over, you know, about, for over about two years. So I made a lot of money. I sold a lot of books. You know, and so that's that's how I don't even think I've shared that with you. Did you know about that, Courtney? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so that that was the plan, man. But um, now, so I appreciate all the support. Re-released it for people who may not have been around five years ago. So check it out if you haven't already. We're talking tonight about betrayal. Okay, one of the biggest problems, the biggest problems in relationships is. Not only is it new friends, new friendships being formed, but feelings that exist towards exes at the point when you're entering into a new a new situation. What am I, let me just tell you what I'm talking about. Let's say, ladies, you are single, 
right? So, you know, you but you've been, you've been broken up for about six months, seven months. Well, you know how that goes. You've been broken up for seven months, but you didn't really cut the guy off for about, you know, for three months. So it's all very fresh, but you're so fed up that you're saying, you know, I'm done with him. I'm going to get back out here and start dating because your girlfriend said, oh, you need to leave him alone and start dating somebody else. So clearly you still have feelings for your ex because he was a bastard or, you know, you were con- – you. Left him alone because he was a bastard, but the feelings are still there. But you're dating someone now. So now you're telling the guy that you're single. And obviously you try to leave out certain things. You don't go into so much detail, um, you know, about it. But what often happens is the feelings overlap. Because as you're building a situation with the new guy, the ex always has a way of coming back. But coming back a seemingly a changed man. Not being the bastard that he was back in the day, but, you know, being a nicer guy. You know, seeming to be more mature. Maybe even claims to have given his life to God. It's all BS and it's all an attempt to get you back into the situation. But really it's an attempt by Satan to keep you emotionally unavailable and from being able to move forward with your life. So what often happens is, you, you, you know, a lot, there's a lot of cheating going on. You know, there's a lot of emotional cheating. There's a lot of inappropriate contact, whether it's linking up, whether it's text messages, Facebook messages. You know, the guy popping up. You know, at the at the crib or or wherever. And that is not okay, ladies. The worst thing you can do. A lot of women say, okay, well, what do I? How do I handle that? Well, how you don't handle it is you don't ignore the calls. And if you've ever done counseling with me, you know this is one of the first things we talk about as far as getting rid of the stragglers. If you have an ex that's calling you, you, that one, you're emotionally unavailable and you shouldn't be dating at all. But two, you have to nip it in the bud and tell that ex, do not call me anymore. Don't contact me. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't Facebook. Don't pop up at my mom's place. Don't call my brother, none of that. He has to understand that you want nothing more to do with him. The problem with it is in many cases, because the feelings are there, because the soul tie is still in effect, you don't, you, you know, you don't, you're not ready to say that. You don't want to be with him, but at the same time, you're not ready to eliminate him from your life completely. You know anything about that, Courtney? Yeah, I do. I do. You know, I just, um, I can relate to just wanting, um, like deep down, just wanting to believe that that person had, had changed and wanting to keep them around somehow, thinking maybe, you know, at least we could be friends. You know, he's not so bad, so we could just be friends and it's not a big deal. And just really believing the lies. I've heard the, um, you know, I've changed and all of that stuff. I mean, I fell for it. And I, I mean, I've had people read, like, scriptures to me over the phone to prove that they had changed and it was so difficult for me you know to let go because of that because I wanted to believe that it was something that it wasn't right yeah it's 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 kind of like the mouse and you guys are probably sick of my mouse analogies especially if you've done counseling but for the purpose of this show if you see a mouse running across your living room you're certainly not just going to ignore it you're going to go up to Home Depot you're going to get some mouse traps you're going to get the sticky pads. You're going to clean your kitchen. You know, you're going to do a lot of different things 
specifically designed to, to, to kill that mouse and to make sure that the mouse never comes back. The last thing you're going to do is ignore it and hope it just doesn't come back. So if you wouldn't ignore the mouse who pops up, well, why would you ignore a guy that's popping up every six months to wish you happy birthday, you know, or or, or Merry Christmas or happy whatever it is? You know, you, you know that's going to mess you up the same way if you're having Thanksgiving dinner and the mouse pops up. You don't want that to happen. Just It's just as bad, if not worse. Because an X popping up means that God, it's impossible for God to bless you with the man that he has for you because you're in an emotionally unavailable state. That wouldn't be fair to the godly man who's praying for a woman with no emotional ties to anybody. That's the only reason it's impossible for God, because that it's not fair. The Bible says that he will give you the desires of your heart when you when you delight yourself in him. So... You know what I'm saying? If somebody's delighting themselves in the Lord, why would God give them a woman who who's still getting phone calls or texts from her ex? God wouldn't do that. So, and you and ladies, at some point you have to ask yourselves, well, would God feel comfortable blessing me with the best possible man? Or I shouldn't say that. Would he feel comfortable blessing that man with you? Is a better way of phrasing it. You know, because, you know, some, the reality is in many cases he wouldn't. It's kind of like you wouldn't hook up. Like if you have a best friend. Back in, let me tell you a story. See, back in the day, I, you know, I was I was that guy who hooked up. Any girl I was talking to, I hooked up one of my homies. If I was talking to you, Courtney, the first thing in our one of our first conversations, I'll be asking, like, yeah, so uh, what's up? You got any girlfriends? Like, I got a buddy. You mean single? You got any single girlfriends? That's just how I was. For me... Dating was boring. It was only fun if my homies could get some, you know. So we would all have the double the double date or the double movie night, the chill night, you know. Even bring a couple friends, and I got you know I always had friends around. So at the time, we all had one big old time, you know, one big old sex party. Now I'm just playing with y'all, although. <laughs> I mean, y'all want me to no, keep it serious. real, don't y'all? That's the thing. See, who do y'all want? Do y'all want me to just be sugar-coated like the rest of these weirdos? Or do y'all want me to keep it honest with y'all and tell y'all what really goes on? Because I debated for a split second about whether or not I was going to say that. But I said, what the heck? Who are we kidding? This is why people listen to the show. You know? Two years ago, I wouldn't even hesitate. But the reality is that's what happened. And not, not all the time. Not all the time. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it was just we chilled. But the reality is sometimes they became big old sex parties. Right? I mean, people, you know, separating, somebody in the bathroom, somebody in the bedroom, somebody in the living room. You know, that's just what that's just what it was. And then I took it to the ultimate level. You know, I told you guys back in the day, me and my homies, we used to have those house parties. You know, that whole Bill Bellamy thing and how to be a player, I did that. I did that before they even did it in the movie. You know what I'm saying? I would invite all the women that I was talking to, all the women I might have had sex with, all my homies would invite the women that they were having sex with, and we'd all have one big old party. Somebody might say, well, how did you do that? Well, that's just because that's what we did. That's just who I was. You know what I'm saying? That's just what I did. You don't understand that, guys? And so, one, you know, nobody was, 
nobody, there were no fights, nobody was fighting over, I would, because you just kind of mingled and nobody knew who was with who. Nobody, it was just a whole bunch of women. The funny thing is you would see women actually becoming friends and talking, and you know, who who I was actually dealing with at the same exact time. How about that, Courtney? Wow, that's crazy. Right. You, listen, I, I, you know, these stories, man, y'all have no idea how many stories exist and how many stories I have. Like, the things I've seen, the things I've done, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's really, sometimes I amaze myself. And I'm not, not in a bragging way because I was a bastard back in the day. I was the exact opposite of how I am now. Like, everything I I am and everything I encourage others to be, I was the opposite of that. You know, I'm the reason for a lot of the emotional unavailability that exists in today's society. So you guys think that this show is for you. You think that the counseling is for you. No, it's for me. This is my redemption. This is what I'm supposed to do to atone for my sins. You understand that, guys? Like, I have to do this stuff. As much emotional unavailability as I've caused, as many hearts as I've broken, as many games I've as I've played and manipulation that I've experienced and participated in, the least I can do is give back and admit, you know, and, and, and acknowledge what I've done and admit what I've done, but also give the knowledge to help others not fall into the same traps. So a lot of people out here, their motives are financial their motives are they want to be some type of celebrity and host you know, talk shows and you know be on Forbes and all that stuff. I mean that's not what I aspire to do. I just want to go to heaven. You know, I just want God to not look at me as a bastard. You know, I'm just I'm just being honest with you. You know how it is, Courtney, to atone for your sins from being a hoe, from being, you know, playing the games. Now you help women not play those games. Right, and I remember you telling me a long time ago that you know it, it's not it's not enough to just stop being a hoe. You know, you have to give back, and I see the importance of it, and I, and I love it. I mean, I I love what God is doing in my life, and I love that He is using me to help women, you know, come out of those situations that I was once in myself. So that's a blessing. It's a blessing. A blessing, man. This is having some fun tonight. This is a fun show. You know, one of the next shows that we'll do, we still got to do that reality show, um, you know, on all the reality shows and how they all tie in together. Marrying the game, T.I. and Tiny, Basketball Wives, Love and Hip Hop, uh, Kardashians, all those shows we're going to tie into one specific show. Ba- uh, what is it? Um, R&B Divas L.A. All of those shows we've done individual shows on, but we're gonna come back and, and link them all together. It's definitely you, that takes some preparation, so you gotta give me a little bit of time on that. But I promise you that will be an all-time classic. All right. What else do we want to talk about? So let's, what does the Bible say about this stuff? We we read what it says about how uh, the marriage bed should not be uh, uh, defiled, but this is this is deep right here. Bible says here and. Uh, Deuteronomy 22.22 says, If a man is found lying with the wife of another man, both of them 
shall die, and the man who lays with the woman, and the woman, so you shall purge the evil from Israel. All right, but as you guys understand what's happening here, everyone's dying. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to hell. You know, if any type of you, just do the math on that. Everyone involved is going to hell. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to die. You don't want to go to hell. <clears throat> you do not want to defile the marriage bed. You know, and the the, the reason for that is to purge the evil from the God's chosen people. And really what that's all about, you know, is God doesn't like, he likes the good to be with the good and the evil to be with the evil. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the, the purpose of it is. That's a deep scripture, right, Courtney? It is. It is. I love the Bible. Yeah, but the Bible is, I tell you guys all the time, the Bible is crazy. The Bible is crazy out here. Um, a lot of great information. The ultimate relationship book. Now, Going back to the show real quick, because as I think, as we continue doing the show, I keep referring back to the show because certain things about the, the pilot episode of Betrayal pop out at me. But after the cheating, you know, after they had sex, she took that walk of shame. You ever had to take a walk of shame, Courtney? Yes. That walk. I have. How did you feel during your walk of shame? Describe that feeling. Um, I felt nasty. Um, I'll be honest, like, this is going to sound crazy, but I felt like a, a prostitute. Like, I just felt real gross. And this was, like, in broad daylight, you know, coming outside at 6 o'clock in the morning with my club clothes on. Everybody else is dressed normally. So it was obvious, you know, where I was the night before and what I was doing that night. It was just it was embarrassing and then having to come home and debate whether or not I was going to church because I didn't feel like I was worthy. So, yeah. Courtney, do not make me go to Ezekiel 23 and read. <laughs> don't make me <laughs> do it. go back there. Please don't make me do it, man. Like, you guys remember, and if you don't remember, you need to remember the all-time classic show where we spoke about See, a lot of women, see, the reason why, where I'm going with this, as the woman in the show took that walk of shame, she had a big old smile on her face. She had a little bop in her step, you know? And so, see, as as you get into, you know, the Bible and what the Word says, there the Bible speaks about hoes. And I'm not going to do the whole thing because you guys know we already did it. But really read Ezekiel 23 in its entirety. It's the most craziest you know, and deepest book in the Bible as far as I'm concerned. Um, but how he views whores and how he views specifically women who engage in whorish behavior. One passage right here says, Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, since you have forgotten me, and since you have turned your back on me, you must bear the consequences of your lewdness and your prostitution. You know, and and as you, if you know anything about this whole passage, this story about the first, the, the original hoes, a holiba and a hola, um, you know, they were destroyed, they were devoured by, ironically, the men, the very men that they lusted after. So in the in the show, she was lusting. After a married man 
and she herself was a married woman. You understand that? She they committed adultery, but she was happy about it. That's crazy. Any, any thoughts That's on that? Crazy. That is crazy. Now, see, I didn't expect you to tell me she had a smile on her face. Like, in my head, I thought the story was going to go a lot different. You know, but wow. That's why That's I asked crazy. you, how did you feel about it? I asked yeah, you, like, I, how did, I wasn't happy. No way. I was not happy about it. Right. And she was very happy about it. Well, you see, the thing about it was, see, just like she was happy about it in the show, a holy book from Ezekiel 23. And I, I love going back to this. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I, I love reading it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Go to Ezekiel 23, verse 46, and it says, this is what happens to women who lust after men. This is what happens to women who take pleasure in acting like, in, in acting like hoes. It says, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, to bring a mob against them and give them over to terror and plunder, and the mob will stone them and cut them down with their swords, and they will kill their sons and daughters and burn down their houses. He says, so I will put an end to lewdness in the land, and that all women may take warning not to imitate you. And that you will suffer the penalty for your lewdness, for your hoish behavior, and bear the consequences of your sins and idolatry. And then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord. If that's not amazing, I don't know what is. That's what he says. He says, you will be an example for women. A hola and a holy, but will be example for examples for all women so that they will not want to imitate you. See, see, the problem with it is Beyonce has women imitating her hoish behavior. Nicki Minaj has women imitating her hoish behavior. Well, what God says, though, see, he will, he will, he will stone them and cut them. These men will st- cut them down with their swords, and their children will be killed. He says, and so that, and the only reason he'll do that is to put an end to lewdness in the land. Hoish behavior must be obliterated. You understand that? It says it so that women will take heed and take warning not to imitate you. Does that not discourage you from being a hoe? It yeah, it does, and it should to everyone listening. Yeah, man. <laughs> This is crazy. This is crazy. I, I, you know, and if you want to hear the entire, um, you know, uh, passage and us break it down from literally start to finish, just Google the show that we did on Scandal. You know, just Google this, the show that we did on Scandal. We spent the whole hour from 11 to 12 literally going through the entire passage that speaks about, you know, hoish behavior, prostitution, lewdness, idolatry. You know, and and how what you know what these women how they g- became hoes, and their punishment for being hoes. Bible says we talked about it on our definition of love show. Uh, how the worth of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread. That's it. So, and in fact, I said that online. There, you know, the women. If you want love, you have to be respectable, because the only person that can give you love is God. So if He's talking about chopping heads off and Stoning people for being hoes and, you know, being on Instagram and being, you know, Twitter freaks and Facebook hoes, you know, posting breasts and booties out. You know, how can God, if he wants, if God 
really in his heart wants to stone people, you know, for for doing those things. How can you expect him to give you love? He won't do that because Jesus Christ died for our sins. But that that doesn't change how God feels about hoish behavior. You understand that? And we we always talk here on this show about God's feeling. What makes him happy? What makes him sad? What's a blessing to God? What angers God? He will never punish us. But that doesn't mean he is not angered by sin. The Old Testament does a great job of expressing God's feelings about sin. No. So definitely check it out. One other thing that I'll say about um, about betrayal and one of the things that I'll say about what's cool and what's not cool in dating and relationships is that we see a lot of this, and this is a big pet peeve of men, is women who act naive about their male friends. You know, they have the male friend, they have the coworker who actually wants to, ha- actually and actively is trying to have sex with them but because the woman doesn't want to you know make waves she doesn't want to cut off the quote unquote buddy that she's had for years but he's just recently made his you know advances more you know noticeable you know they they act naive when the guy asks oh you know hey who who's that just like the the young woman did in the in the show He's the husband was like, yo, who who is that guy on the balcony? Oh, yeah, that's the guy I was fantasizing about when you were blowing my back out. You know? No, she said, oh, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I didn't catch his name. But you were just fantasizing about him two minutes ago. You see, like, that a lot of women will act naive and downplay, you know, what the real situation is just because they don't want to cause a problem. But not saying anything to not cause a problem is is actually going to cause a problem because when we find out that you're lying or that you're not, which is you know a, a lie of omission is even worse. Well, you know, it's going to have dire consequences. Have you ever acted naive about uh, you know the, the nature of a relationship? Yeah, I have. Why? Um, what was your reason? Because I um, I, I liked it. I, I liked um, having relationships with both of those men. I liked, I just liked that. And so I would try to pretend that, you know, this guy was just, it was innocent. It wasn't really a big deal. But deep down, I liked the inten- the attention that he was giving me. And so I didn't really want to let that go. And so not knowing that, you know, the man I was dealing with was able to see right through it and see that I was lying. I thought I can, I thought I was able to keep up the lies and, you know, have my cake and eat it too. Right. Wow. Yo, can, I'm sorry. Can I can I read can I read one more passage from Ezekiel 23? <laughs> yeah. I I just want to read something because this is crazy and this is this is really what I want to talk about as we get ready to wrap it up. These shows. This is how I intro. It. The shows that you're seeing on on uh, on TV nowadays. You know, and I'll just I mean, there's so many of them, but I'll just choose a couple. They're they're straight from Satan. They're very they're of a satanic nature. You look at some of the things that the Bible speaks so heavily against. Look at these shows that are on TV now. Not to mention Six 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 Park Avenue, which was recently canceled. But just the fact that they made a show called Six 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 Park Avenue, you know what I mean? Should you know you should you know already know what that's about. But you got Revenge, which obviously the Bible says 
so much about forgiveness and forgiving your enemies and praying for your enemies. Well, here you have a show specifically entitled Revenge. You know, you have a, um, a show called, obviously, Betrayal, which which we've been talking about all night. You have another show called Mistresses. You got, are you seeing a pattern here? These are all things that God hates. If you remember our shows that we that we did on Satanism in the entertainment industry, Satanism is nothing more than glorifying the principles that God hates. It's not really worshiping the devil. A lot of people erroneously think that Satanists worship the devil. No, they don't worship the devil. They worship things. The devil is not a person. The devil is a combination of things, greed, sloth, gluttony, you know, uh, revenge, betrayal, you know, adultery, you know, all those violence. Those are all the things that the devil consists of. So when you worship those things or put those things up on a pedestal, that's what makes you a Satanist. That's why they say do what you want to do, live for today. You know, that's why all these celebrities worship Aleister Crowley and, and Jay-Z and Beyonce and Sierra and all these weirdos out here, they worship this guy. Even a lot of these white celebrities, Miley Cyrus, these are all people who, who submit to these, these teachings of these uh, you know, founders of the Church of Satan. And, and you know, the entertainment industry is literally filled with shows and, and you know, specifically TV shows and movies that glorify what God hates. So... As we go to the word, you know, as you look in the in the in the movie or in the show, <clears throat> the young woman she plotted. Because here's the thing, when you have that initial connection, like in Temptation, Journey Smiley, she she plotted. Once she recognized that she was attracted to the dude, she realized that wow, I want to be around him, so I'm going to manipulate the situation to be in his presence. And once you make that decision, you got to start lying. You got to start, you know, preparing yourself. That's where the premeditation starts. That's what she did in the show. That's what Journey Smile did in the did in the uh, in the movie. And this is what Ahola and Aholibah did in the Bible. You'll see the similarities right here. Bible says here in, in verse forty that these chicks were so so much freaks. They were such hoes that it says that they even sent messengers for men who came from far away. And when they arrived, you bathed yourself for them. You applied eye makeup for them. You put on jewelry for them. You sat on your elegant couch and with a table spread on it. And you put incense and olive oil that belonged to me on it. That's the most disrespectful thing you can do They took the oil and the incense That was used for God And you put it on And prepared a, a place To get your back blown out You know what I'm saying That's like having sex That's like putting your gospel CD You know so you can get smashed off to That's how blasphemous that would be What, the, what Ahola and Holy but did In Ezekiel 23:40. They sent messengers from men from far away. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they were targeted. Because you know how it is, Courtney. A lot of times women, they will be the recipient and just go along, you know, of the of the attraction. You know, the men will pursue them for sex, and they will just go along with it. No, that's not what happened here. 
these women were the aggressors. It says they didn't just make the local booty call. It said they sent messages from men who came from far away. That's like you living in Philly and having somebody from Cali come all the way out to smash. That's what these chicks did. That's how oppressed they were for sex. Now, that, that, now that's some hoish behavior right there. Yeah, that's off the chain. Wow. You know, it's off the chain, but that's, this is what happens in today's society. You guys got to realize this stuff actually happens. You know, I you know I, I tell you I think I told you on the last show we I used to go to women's cribs. They would have the incense burning, the nasty smelly incense. I'm like, yo, blow that crap out. I'm into that crap. What kind of oil you got? I'm like, yo, put on you better put on some some Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Take off that that that, that oil, ladies. Don't leave that oil alone. That oil stinks. You know what I'm saying? No incense. You know, body oils. You know, like smell like uh, y'all know it's you know, it doesn't smell good. Go put on some Bath and Body Works. You know what I'm saying? But that's what these women did. They got the shower, so I would go over there and the crib would be smelling all nice. You know the. Like everything the Bible says, I've experienced that. Come over there, they got jewelry on and perfume on at twelve o'clock at night. What the heck you doing? <laughs> got some got some earrings on and a necklace with a negligee. <laughs> like what the heck? You're you're naked. What do you need earrings on for when you're like you know you're in a a teddy? You know, like it's crazy. Then they'd be like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop, stop, stop. Let me take off my earrings. Well, what you put them on for in the first place? <laughs> what you put them on for? You ain't have them on all day. You just you just put them on after you got out the shower. You ain't, you ain't shower with them on. Hold on, hold on, let me take them off. What the heck? That Matter of fact, go get back in the shower. Wash that oil off. That nasty incense burning. Get some Febreze up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Some aerosol. Oh man, what's up with these people out here, Courtney? <laughs> uh, I mean, I so, was no better. I was no better. So, you, so what? So you, so you had the incense burning? No, I I didn't do incense, but I would do silly stuff like that, like um, put earrings on or flat iron my hair for like an hour before they came over, only to sweat it back out, or like silly stuff. Hold or on, put hold on. They, on. Uh, makeup on at, at one o'clock in the morning. But here's the thing: they they got the incense burning. They better plug in a Glade plug-in. You know, get the air wick. You know, that's that's what I like to smell. <laughs> what you what you use to 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 smell up the crib? Now you got the air wick. What flavor air wick you got? <sighs> I don't have air wick. I know you got some. I know your crib don't be smelling good. What you got? The Glade plug-in. No, I have Febreze. I have Febreze. Oh, the plug-in? It's a plug-in, right? No. Are you, what you just spray? What you just spray your, your couch on? What you? What you yeah, I mean, it just it just smells good in here. Like I just don't have a stinky apartment, so. Yeah. <laughs> got you. All right. I got you. Nah, I feel you. Nah, that, that, I I like those um, the plug-ins. But yeah, nah, I feel you. you just Courtney be spraying the sheets before she goes to bed. You like it to smell good? Yeah. Why are you over there trying to play me though? But it's fine. <laughs> I'm a, I want to read this. I want to read this scripture real quick. Cause this is crazy. The the scripture that comes after that, because it says they sent messengers who came from far away, 
and when they arrived, you bathed yourself, you applied makeup and put on your jewelry, you sat on your couch, your elegant couch. They got the good couch out with the table spread on it that you would place the incense in olive oil that belonged to me. That's crazy. And 42 says, the noise of a carefree crowd was around her. Drunkards were brought from the desert along with men from the rabble. And they put bracelets on the wrists of the women uh, and her sister and beautiful crowns on their heads. This is, I mean, And real quick, you guys, are you seeing what's happening here? It says, the noise, it was a bunch of, it was a carefree crowd. She was surrounded by men. These hoes were surrounded by men, a holy bun and a holy boy were surrounded by, by drunkards that came from the deserts. You know what I'm saying? Weirdos, the psychos. Not these, not elite men, not the great men of God, but the the ultimate weirdos and psychos, the drunkards. They came and they put bracelets on the wrists of these hoes. Now, here's the thing here. This is very clear. And this kind of links right up to what we say, we speak about every day. We talk about elite men, godly men, the best men, they don't chase women. They don't pursue women. You look at some of these Facebook pages, these men telling these women, giving them these ridiculous compliments, buying them drinks, buying their clothes, getting their hair done, getting their nails done, giving them gifts. That's ridiculous behavior that only losers do. Well, what did the drunkards do? It said they brought them bracelets. These were hoes. They came specifically to have sex with these women, but they still gave them expensive gifts. What kind of man buys hoes expensive gifts, Courtney? A non-elite man. Right, just for sex. That's that mm-hmm. old Steve Harvey stuff right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> These weirdos buying gifts and giving compliments to women. All you got to do is be like, yo, what time am I coming over to smash? Bible says the worth of a prostitute is a loaf of bread. You need to give her some, some, some I can't believe it's not butter. What you giving her expensive bracelets for? Their worth mm-hmm. is only a loaf of bread. You see how that doesn't add up, ladies? Everything that I say can be found right in the Word of God. You guys don't, you haven't picked that up by now? Everything I say, any, not, no relationship advice that I've ever given cannot be found in the Word of God. This is a great example of that. Here's the thing. It says right here, after they put the bracelets on these women, the wrists, you know, and, and the beautiful crowns on their heads, they put crowns on the heads of hoes. It says, then I said about one, about the one worn out by adultery. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It says that she was worn out by adultery. This woman was so, so much of a hoe that she was, it says she was worn out. You ever seen some of these women walking around out here looking worn out, Courtney? Yes. Yes. The Bible is off the chain. Who, who would have thought the Bible could be so entertaining and so much fun? You know, it says, then I said about the one worn out by adultery, let them use her as a prostitute, for that's all she is. That's crazy. They said, look, let's take take that one over there. They're both hoes. It's a holy but and a holy but, a hola and a holy but. But look, you, give me that one. She's the, the more worn out of the two. She's the bigger hoe. Just give give her to them, and and, we'll, and you'll use them. As prostitutes get used. 
and a lot of and I, I, I'm not making fun, but the reality is is that so many women reach out with with questions and they can't understand why they've been attracting a certain type of man, why they've been treated a certain type of way. But you've got to look at and ask yourself, are you worn out? You know, are you a hoe? Have you been a hoe? You know, what what ha- what decisions have you made? And it doesn't mean that you can't change. But see, the problem is a hola and a holy, but not only were not trying to change, they were happy in their hoish behavior. Some of you, and I respect women like Courtney. I respect many of you guys out there who have said, you know what, I don't want to be a hoe anymore, and I want to change. I don't want to be, I was worn out, but I don't want to continue to be worn out by these men. You know, and so, so it says, and they slept with her, but they slept with her as men sleep with prostitutes. And that is another key point here. Okay, guys, because as we're talking about this, a lot of you have experienced certain things and experienced betrayal. Well, this is what happens to hoes. They get sex and nothing else. They cheat. You can't question why you've been betrayed if you're dealing with someone who doesn't respect you in the first place. These men were drunkards. These men were the psychos who came from the deserts, from the, like the weirdos. It says it was just a carefree crowd, a, a, man, a group of men who really had nothing else better to do than to have sex with two hoes. So if you're dealing with those types of men, ladies, you can't be surprised at how you end up being treated. Says they slept with her as men sleep with prostitutes. How do men sleep with prostitutes? They have sex and toss them to the side. It says, so that's how they slept with these lewd women, a hola and a holy book. It says, but righteous judges will sentence them to the punishment of women who commit adultery and shed blood because they're adulterous and blood is on their hands. Now, remember what we talked about on on our last live show. A lot of people saying, wait a minute, hold on, I caught something. I just had a question. A hola and a holy but were hoes. They weren't married. They weren't married, so how did they commit adultery? Good question. The Bible says, and we talked about this in great detail the other night, but if you commit the, the fact that you lust of after anyone, whether it's a man or a man, if it's a woman, you've already committed adultery in your heart. So, and the, it says they because they are adulterous. As a result, their blood is on a blood is on their hands, meaning you'll be put to death just for lusting. You know, you know what does Beyonce say to do? To you know, pat your butt and look, look you know, tap that ass and look back at it. You know, right? You know how it is. Look, looking back, you 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 want men to lust after you. You're lusting after men. You know that's committing adultery, and as a result, you can be put to death. Or that's how that was a holy and a holy but fate. How about that, Courtney? They didn't they didn't consider what they were doing as adulterous. Many of these women on Instagram and Twitter don't think they're committing adultery by being hosts, but in reality, they are. Right. They are. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. It's still it's still lust either way, you know, whether you're married or not. So it's still considered adultery. And I'll be honest, I didn't know that, you know, prior um, to reading that scripture, I didn't 
I always thought it was, you know, you had to be married, you know, for it to be considered um, adultery. So it was good that we went over that. Oh, gosh. You guys are going to make me do the whole thing. Going to make me do the whole thing all over again. I just want to read one thing. See, because if people were were unfamiliar with the life of a hoe, it says that one thing that I just want to read real quick, it said, you know, the Babylonians, they came to her, to her bed of love, and in their lust, they defiled her. After she had been defiled by them, she turned away from them in disgust. Ladies, you ever got dogged and then got an attitude because you got dogged? Never happened to you? You ever get pissed off because you got dogged, because you allowed yourself to be dogged? Yeah, I, I've i been very mad um, because of that. Yeah, and wanted to actually, like, I even contemplated, like, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I don't think this anymore, but I even contemplated, like, killing the man because I was just so upset, and I didn't want to look in a mirror. Hey, it is what it is. Is This is, we're keeping it real, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, yeah, I, I was really um, mad. Like, I, I wanted to really, I thought about catching a case. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Just remind me to stay on your good side. Okay. <laughs> I, you know that's how I put that disclaimer out. I said I don't think that way anymore, but I did. I used to. Now, I hear you, but just remind me to stay on your good side. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know, note to self, don't talk to Courtney on air the way I talk to Morgan. <laughs> okay. Be nice to Courtney. No. But here's the thing. <clears throat> says here over in uh over in Ezekiel it said that um the Babylonians came and they defiled her after she had been defiled she turned away from them in disgust that is what we see every day out here in today's society we talk about the attitudes of these women we talk about the emotional wall up we talk about the emotional guard up you know and the guard is up because specifically because you know of being defiled you can you find me a woman with an attitude i'll show you a woman who's been defiled i promise you that there aren't too many virgins walking around out here with horrible attitudes the attitude comes from being defiled so she, and this is this goes all the way back to biblical times you thought this is you thought i just made this stuff up didn't you no nah, this is right here in ezekiel it says that as a result of after after that, she didn't see she didn't learn her lesson. After she was defiled and, and, and got an attitude and wanted to kill the people, like you know, Courtney said, you know what I'm saying? Says when she carried on she continued to carry on her prostitution openly. She didn't just she said she not only was a hoe, but she continued her prostitution openly and exposed her naked body. I turned away from her in disgust, just as I turned away from her sister. This guy smashed them both off. You know what I mean? Whoever this is talking, he said, look, I, yeah, I turned away from her and at, right after I uh, turned away from her sister after smash. He says, yet she became more and more promiscuous as she recalled the days of her youth. When she, entered, when she, when she was a prostitute in Egypt. She was a hoe in Egypt and became even more of a hoe. And, and I'll tell you something. It's funny because in today's society, that's what we see a lot of. I was literally just talking to someone today 
about how women over 30 are some of the easiest and most promiscuous women out here in the black community. That's a fact. And any man will tell you that. After 30, a lot of desperation sets in. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of times there's single moms. Uh, and there is more of a sense of urgency to get a relationship. And a lot of, unfortunately, many women think that sex is the way to bring about a relationship. So, yeah, they've had a lot of sex in their teens and in their 20s, but the real fun, the real, a lot of times the real hoish behavior starts after 30. So there are a lot of 30-year-old women, 30-plus, with over 30 partners. Trust me on that. You know, and that's what we're seeing a lot of in today's society as far as wise women women are not being wifed up like they used to. Well, the number of sexual partners is higher. You know, that that, that plays a huge role. So, it, 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 Like I said, it, it's right here in the Bible. It says she became more and more promiscuous as she recalled the days of her youth. You know, now it says here that she lusted after her lovers whose genitals were like those of donkeys and whose omission was like that of horses. Do we even need to say anything else about that? No, I feel that's self-explanatory. <laughs> well, yeah, it's self, it says she lusted after these guys. The same way she lusted after those men whose genitals were like those of donkeys is the same way Beyonce says in her song, I want a soldier who's known to carry big things mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. See? This is all straight from the Bible. This, this, but, but I mean, do we need to? Let's just, you know, cut to the chase. These ladies like big penises. So the bigger the penis, the, the better the sex is what these, is their way of thinking. Known to carry big things, if you know what I mean. That's what Beyonce has these little girls listening to. The same way Beyonce is convincing these little girls to lust. Is the same way Ahola and Aholi belusted. But here's the, the problem with that. What does the Bible say about people who causes these little children to sin? You guys know that scripture. If you, it says if for, and I'm gonna paraphrase. If you, if anyone causes these little ones to sin, it's better for them to tie a big old boulder around their neck and toss themselves into the sea, because that will be a better punishment than what God has in store for them, for anyone who causes these little children to sin. Well, then why is Beyonce and Michelle Obama even causing these little girls to lust after men the same way two of the biggest hoes in biblical history ever, you know, the same exact way they lusted? A lot of people won't make that connection. A lot of people don't understand Satanism, but I do. You know, and now you do too. Because the connection is clear. You can't debate with the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Is this not amazing right here? It is. That was a great um a great connection that you just oh, don't made. Blame, don't don't thank me. That God showed me that. That's, God, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. This is God right here. I had nothing to do with this. I I was supposed to end the show at, at eleven o'clock. You know what I'm saying? And we've done this. We've talked about this passage two times already in the past. But not even the way we're discussing it now. It's every time I read this, God shows me different things. He gives me more knowledge about, you know, what's going on. But I just want—I want to end it here though, because here it says uh, they lusted, 
you know, because their genitals, they, they wanted to get their backs blown out, kind of like the whole DMX syndrome. They wanted that, that, that good sex or perceived good sex, you know. It says, so you longed for the, for the lewdness of your, your youth when you were in Egypt and your bosom was caressed and your young breasts fondled. A lot of women reminisce about their hoish behavior. A lot of women long to be like Olivia Pope in Scandal, which comes back on this week, I believe. You know why? Because she, they, they want to live out those hoish. How many women would love to be gripped up and pulled into the electrical closet? How many women would love to have sex with not only the President of the United States, but, uh, I mean, really, like, they want to have sex with Barack Obama, you know what I'm saying? You know, and they want to have sex with someone else who is who pursues them the same way the white dude pursued uh, Olivia Pope. That's, you know, they long, they're 30 plus, they're 40 plus, but they still long for the days of their college years when they could just go to dorm to dorm and be hoes after the parties. That's what a lot of women are doing. That's why they're not being blessed. That's why they're not their lives are not being changed. Not because they were hoes, but because they are longing and reminiscing about their hoish days. They're not looking back on it and saying, Damn, I was a hoe. Let me not be a hoe anymore and dag, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna be different, but they're saying, Oh man, that sure was good. I sure remember that football player from back in the back in college. You know, the same way it says right here, it says right here. So you longed for the lewdness of your youth when you were in Egypt and your bosom was being caressed and your young breasts fondled. Yo, this this is crazy right here, man. This is just like off the chain. You know? I'm gonna read what it's 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 crazy how how real it is. This may be the realest book or the realest passage in all of the Bible, to be honest with you guys. But it says here, as far as what we do at least, talking about dating and relationships and what we see on a daily basis, says here, and it's the last part, because I don't want to read the whole thing, but <clears throat> actually I do, but we're not going to tonight. But it says, therefore, a holy book, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will stir up your lovers against you, those who you turned away from in disgust. I will actually bring those men Against you from every side, every angle, I will bring the all the men you, you you let smash, all the men you called up from far away. I'm gonna bring them all back to you and have, bring them against you from every side. He said, I'm gonna bring back all your homies, the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, the men of Pekud and Shoah and Koah and the Assyrians who came with them. I'll call all those guys and their homies. It says all the handsome young men. All of the governors and commanders and chariot officers and men of high rank and of mounted horse. I mean, how many men did she have sex with? (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of dudes. (laughs) Yo, how? I mean, real quick, the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, the men of Pekin, Shoah, Koah, the Assyrians, and the men who came with them. It didn't just say the Assyrians. <laughs> it said the Assyrians that came and the men that came with them and the handsome young men and all of the governors, all of the commanders, the chariot officers, the men of high rank, 
the men, all the men who ride horses. Yo, that's a lot of dudes. So basically every man. I, I mean, yeah, they were like the biggest hoes in history. They, that's why God spoke so, like, you know what I mean? Like, these were the biggest hoes in history. The craziest part is that, as crazy as that sounds, like all of those men, like the Assyrians, the Bat, all, like all those guys, they're, that's, that is what we're seeing in today's society. Any man will tell you that. It's that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the level of hoish behavior that exists, specifically in the black community. I'm not you know, saying where it's exclusively in the black community, but I'm saying that that is what we are seeing in the black community. There are a lot of black women out here who exhibit the same exact behavior that's just described here about Ahola and Aholiba. This is their punishment. It says that all of those men, he says, I'm going to bring them back. All of the men who you turned away from in disgust, all of the added, the guys who, you, who dogged you out, causing you to have an attitude, I'm going to make that, them your worst nightmare. It said that they will come against you with weapons and chariots and wagons with a throng of people, and they will take up positions from you on every side with large and small shields and helmets, and I'll turn them over to I'll turn you over to them for punishment, and they will punish you according to their standards. This isn't about what God wants. This is saying, look, I'm gonna give you the psychos, the weirdos, the the, the deadbeats, the rapists, the killers, the murderers, you know, all those guys, and I'm gonna let them do whatever they want with you, based on how they see fit. It says that what I'll do is I'll direct my jealous anger against you, and I'll let them deal with you in fury. He says, I'll just be mad. He said, I'm not even going to do nothing to you. I'm just going to be mad at you, but I'm going to let them exact the, the, the revenge on you. It says that they'll cut off your noses. Oh, it, yo, they'll cut <laughs> off your noses. Why? Why? Hey, God, like, why, why you got to cut off their noses? I mean, they already got ravaged by the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the Chaldeans. You got to cut off their nose, too. <laughs> it says, they will cut off your noses and your ears, and then those of you who are, who are left will fall by the sword. They will take away your sons and daughters and those of you who are left will be consumed by fire. They'll also strip you of your clothes and all that fine jewelry that you put on before you got smashed off. He says they're going to take your fine jewelry. They're going to steal your stuff. So after, and I'll tell you guys a story about that real quick. So I'll put it, he said, so that will put a stop to the lewdness and the prostitution that you started back in Egypt. He says, and then, and only then, you will not look at those things with longing or remember Egypt anymore. You will no longer look up to Beyonce. You will no longer aspire to be like Olivia Pope. You will no longer call yourself a, a, a Barbie or c consider yourself to be a member of the Beehive. 
You know what I'm saying? All that ridiculous crap. It says right here, I'll put a stop to that lewdness and hoish behavior that you started back in Egypt. And you will not reminisce about those things. You will not dance when single ladies comes on. You will not want to do all that freaky crap that you used to do back in. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's saying, guys. You don't, you, you, if you can't see that, you know, I, I pray for you because it's right here. God does not like hoish behavior. And, and so we, we started off by reading the end of it, but I wanted to backtrack a, a little bit. I'll tell you one, one quick story about that. Um, it says, you know, how it, it says that um, all of the bad things that will happen, and I'm not saying that this is what happened to this particular one, but I will tell you a story. I know a young woman who that actually happened to. You know, she was actually gang raped. She was a, a campus hoe. She got raped and ended up having to run through the hallway butt naked, you know, screaming for help. You know, uh, she had lost her glasses. She had, you know, couldn't see. You know what I'm saying? She just wanted her glasses. She couldn't. I mean, she was naked. Her clothes. She just ran out of the room. She was like in her bra and panties, like a thong, running down the, the dorm room hall. And um, so there's that. So obviously, she had a you know a very bad day as a result of being a hoe. Because she it started with her just kind of letting some guys run a train. But, it, you know, things didn't go the way she planned. Another situation, I know another young woman who was getting a train ran on her, and these guys uh, ran, ransacked their crib. They literally stole all her stuff. Same exact thing. That actually happened. You know, it says right here, they'll, they'll ravage you. They'll surround you on every side with swords and shields and helmets. You know, it said they'll cut off your nose and your ears. But they'll take your sons and daughters, and then they will they will take your clothes and your fine jewelry. These people rat, you know, ransacked her crib. They stole her jewelry. This actually happened, guys. Is that is that not crazy? Yeah, that <clears throat> that is crazy. Wow. It's unfortunate and it's sad, but we have to, as people, one, we have to read the Word of God. You know, a lot of times people choose to start, you're newer to the Bible, you choose to start with the New Testament. Hey, start, you know, you need to read the Bible. Read it, you know, in its entirety. But don't overlook the past because there's a, and I'll tell you something. For a while, I didn't understand, you know, when I was in the world, I didn't understand for the longest time why people feared God. I just didn't understand that because everything that I had known, which was, was not a lot, you know, at the time, was, you know, God loves us, you know. It's like, oh, I fear my dad because he put the, you know, the belt to me. He took the, you know, the uh, he used to tell me to assume the position. Uh, you guys hear that phrase, but no, I actually had to do that, assume the position. And he had to, like, not a, what do you call those things, a big old, not even a big old, a, a, a stick, but it was one of those thin sticks. You know, a wooden stick. It's like just but real thin, so it really hurt. You know what I'm saying? And we got beat. So yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I feared my father at that time, but I didn't really fear God because, like, for what? When you read the Old Testament, you will understand what it means to fear God and to understand the severity of sin. You know, and the effect of it. You know, so so think about this stuff, guys. We we talked a lot about betrayal tonight. 
show took a little bit of an unexpected turn, but but it's all about betrayal. Because if you you know if you don't learn anything from a hola, and you know in the experiences of a holiba, the first hose, you have to you know look at it, and because that's how a lot of betrayal starts. It originates with hoish behavior. It originates from not being viewed as someone's future wife. Because remember, if you're not being viewed as his wife, you're being viewed as a potential sex partner or some type of you know booty call. You know, and so it's all about understanding what category you fall into, and it won't be hard to tell. You won't have to worry about being betrayed. You know, a lot of times when you do these things that we as men consider betrayal, this will be your fate. You'll be surrounded by the Chaldeans and the Assyrians and the Babylonians. Not really, but, you know, same type of thing. It will be the same type of fate emotionally. So, any last comments, words of wisdom that you might uh, want to share with the people? Um, I really enjoyed the show, and I um I would just encourage the ladies just to do um just some do some serious self reflection, and especially in regards to you know the question that you asked in the group, um just about. Wearing the you know another man's jacket and you know if you were one of those women who saw it as not being you know a a, a big problem or problem at all you know definitely just take the time just to do some self reflection and just realize how you know everything you do um, can have an effect on your relationship whether that be positively or you know negatively you still want to do some self reflection so you can be the best woman. Um, for that man Absolutely I want to close this out with a scripture <clears throat> With a scripture That's great advice from Courtney Great job tonight I appreciate your realness You you kept it, you know Realer than, you know, like I said Any woman that, that I've ever met Keeps it about these types of situations But here's a scripture that I want to share From uh, Romans 13.8 Says Owe no one anything Except to love each other For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And we spent a great deal of time talking about that scripture on last live show where we talked about the definition of love. But, I, you know, I, it's a perfect, perfect scripture to uh, close us out tonight as we talk about betrayal. You know, love is the opposite of betrayal. If you've been being, if you've been betrayed, well, then guess what? You're not in love. You know what I'm saying? It's the opposite of that. So thank you all for listening. This has been a deep show. A lot of people need to pray after tonight's show. Here's a little bit of uh, a little gospel music, classic show. Need a little Jesus. I'll talk to you all tomorrow night. Peace. Hallelujah. Young people, there's nothing wrong with dancing for Jesus. But we can't forget where we come from. Shoot. Sure.
what's in your mind, let's have a little church right now. Something about that name. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, You can go! 